hey, you know, just just pile on a couple of extra Christmases. Have the Winter Festivus too with it. You know, it's that's what I thought. I was like, oh, is he just referring to it like as Festivus? <laughs> um, so that was my he, assumption. He's not going to be with us today. So 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 we're it. Uh, yep, we're we're here for our own Winter Festivus. So do we sound okay? Am I feeding back? Sounds good. Right, good. Okay, I'm good to go live. Let's go. We're live. Hello, world. Uh, I am hey. Norman. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm Norman Rafferty, broadcasting from an undisclosed location. And today we're going to go ahead and play some more of the Urban Jungle Astounding Science Furries from the World of Tomorrow. Uh, and I am joined today by a motley assortment that I guess I'll be reading off in the order that you showed up in Roll20, because that makes it easy for me. So, um, Griffin, tell us about your character today. Hey there, I'm playing Commander Boris Blaskowitz, the fastest rocketeer by on Mars. He's a pilot and first mate of the Problem Child, and he is a bear daredevil star child with a carefree personality. His motto is to let nobody hold you back. All right. Uh, and yeah, you're the first officer of the crew. Uh, advising the crew today is Ractus's character. Oh, sorry, is, is um, Theta's character. Theta, tell us about your character. I am Dr. Corvus Quasar, a mechanical Martian crackpot. My personality is hubristic. My motto is Eureka! I don't know what our goals are right now. I have all of mine listed as done. Uh, uh, my flaw is emotionless, and as a matter of uh, clarity from the last session, I had bought uh, Savant. So that's an update on the character. You bought Savant? Savant. Yes, I oh, bought Savant, the... Uh, the company that made VR Troopers and Big Bad Beetleborgs. Uh, what does uh, uh, what does Savant do for you again? Uh, hold on a sec, I have it notarized so I don't forget. If you have zero skill dice, that is, you are just rolling a basic trait and have some bonus dice from a gift or assistance or whatnot, then you can claim favor on your roll. Okay, so basically, you have favor when you have nothing. Yes, so I can okay. reroll. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, people always ask us for a jack of all trades thing. Uh, we named it Savant because we wanted a gender neutral name. Um, speaking of gender neutral, Ark Lloyd, tell us about your character today. Hello, I'm Mark Lloyd. I am playing Ralph Summers, the. Um, hold on, let's, uh, let's scroll up. The raccoon egghead safecracker. He's a high strung young man who says often when the door closes, break a window. He has a goal of dealing with the total conversion deck. Yep, because you guys haven't solved that problem yet. Uh, and speaking of someone who solves problems, Hugo, tell us about your character. Hi, my name is Hugo. I play John Lancer. I am a cat out of time, Astro Patrol pilot. Uh, basically, I'm Buck Rogers, and my motto is never give up, never surrender. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm part of the quest to stop the to stop the creation of the total conversion device, but. Thermians or whoever's trying to create it. Right, because when we last left off, um, Dr. Hasselstoff uh, had explained to uh, uh, desperately to anyone who would listen, and it was happened to be your crew, that uh, she believes she can describe an engine that is able uh, or a device that can convert um, you know, matter directly into energy in a usable form that could be employed. And she was concerned that this technology might be weaponized. Shortly after that, she was abducted by some people who want to weaponize this technology. The irony. Uh, your research has come up uh, with the name of the dread uh, space pirate Zaklon. Uh, um, a fearsome-looking wolf who you have exactly one blurry photograph of because you caught him abduct his crew abducting 
the doctor. And apparently Zaklon has been assembling a secret empire uh, of pirates, including uh, a waypoint on Ganymede far beyond the asteroid belt, a place that you discovered and had a big fight. Uh, you've uh, since then rescued Dr. Hasselstoff uh, and, and discovered some other people who were in the envoy uh, of um, the pirates who were um, attempting to assemble the engine themselves by hiring certain key people. And so you were investigating those people. Uh, currently, you found the only person who is capable. Uh, let's see. Yes, you rescued Dergamo Exum from the radioactive ruins of Earth, who could describe the chamber to build all of this in. Uh, although they had already sent the plans and the materials uh, to uh, the waypoint station. You also, uh, as I check my notes here, uh, the last adventure was you went to the moon where you um, found Dr. Rickman, who was apparently performing horrible experiments on people's brains. Horrible experiments and not doing his contract job of building the total conversion weapon. Um, well, you don't... <laughs> He hasn't admitted that the brain doesn't have something to do with it because Rickman's an expert uh, in cybernetic mm -hmm. engine uh, or analytical engines. And so the problem with, of course, the total conversion is you would need something to oversee. Uh, you, you need an analytical computer that can handle uh, operating the device to keep it in balance. Well, and, the problem uh, is, is that we know that they paid him to do a thing and then he used those funds to do his own thing and then gave them a, a toy instead of the thing they asked for. Oh, yeah. In fact, the thing you'll discover is when you say do his own thing, um, Rickman has a crippling gambling addiction, so he basically just gambled all the money away. Oh, I thought he used it to build the <laughs> cybernetic uh, thing that he was trying to do that died. No! Apparently that's completely unrelated. That was another side project. Um, well, you sent some people to go try and identify, like, who is that brain? Because since we're in the astounding science world, uh identification by dna uh is still um unclear but as near as you can tell i mean dr corvus could tell just by looking at it that apparently he was trying to put a person's brain into a robot body well clearly we need to consult a phrenologist ah uh, damn it Ark! i was trying to remember what the damn word was <laughs> oh yeah we gotta measure his humors while we're at it well there's uh, gotta which... be someone around here who's missing and has half a skull so so not only are you charging him with misappropriation of funds, violating safety guidelines because he has a secret lab, you know, on the moon uh, in an area that no one's supposed to be in, but also abuse of a corpse. That's uh, right. This doesn't comply with OSHA guidelines. Your mad science lab is going to be shut down. Well, the problem he, is, is that the moment it became a corpse, it became state property, which means that you were misappropriating state property. That's a good question. Well, it, that's one for the lunar lawyers to decide. It's my favorite Phoenix Wright. Priyat's not here. He's not. He, he's not the per. He, he he would be the only person who would care about that question. Yeah, he'll be researching well, it for years now. Well, this is the moment where you pan the camera off to the side, quick cut, and it's him in a courtroom. Objection! Objection! Well, the the part of uh, uh, Captain Proteus we played by stock footage again. It, it's it's like he's an actor, but he we can't get him to show up on set, so we have to keep writing excuses into the story of why he's not here. Little cardboard cutout. Oh, cut to unrelated stock footage. There's a picture of someone's back of someone's head. Yeah, yeah. You you've got like a stand-in that vaguely looks like him for close-ups to the back of his head that nods a lot, and then we cut to him and he's in a completely different room. 
No, we have Hugo's character with a wig on or something. <laughs> I like that. So Hugo's a cat and characters on Um so um but actually more related to this, uh Captain Proteus uh being a lifetime bureaucrat is going to go ahead and try to untangle the crime. <coughs> He's going to go ahead and uh, decide how to deploy you field agents, which means you basically have two more leads to look up on to solve the problem of Zaklon and his pirates, who are apparently uh, have a name for their anarchist group. Because uh, you've heard them say this more than once. They've called themselves the Futurists. The Futurists. Power to the strong is uh, uh, because that's something uh, that Gunvoy said when he was shooting at you. Remember that guy, the snake who shot at you in the atomic ruins? Yep. I remember, I I didn't even get shot by him, and I went down. I crashed right. into a ship. Yeah, he had, but he he was uh, with this they ship. Were getting, they were getting backing from the Thermians, but for some for reasons Captain Proteus probably won't tell you, he has reason to suspect that uh, Zaklon has turned rogue and is working for himself. Because let's face it, if you had unlimited power, you know why would you turn that over to uh, uh, an evil computer when you could just use it for yourself? So there's some concern that since we have evidence that uh, Zaklon and his pirates have a secret base somewhere beyond Jupiter, and that they already have some of the glycinium polish and uh, you know and some plans that uh, they uh, may have already started to assemble uh, a total conversion uh, engine. The only parts that they might be missing is they need an area of um, uh, energy neutrality inside of it. Um, not just a vacuum, but a medium, and because uh, the engine describes that. And so you thought you might want to go ahead and consult with the leading expert on uh, zero-point energy chambers, Dr. Lawrence, uh, sorry, Dr. Lawrence Boyer, uh, who works for uh, Intravenous, which is uh, one of the corporations as a charter to well that we've worked with the Venusians. Venus is a world that already had some aliens on it, the Venusians who can breathe the local atmosphere, um, which is toxic to you, uh, Earth people. But uh, Venus is also uh, had you know, at, uh, most of the operations there are, are of mining the neutral and noble gases uh, for use uh, in zero point energy chambers. Uh, and so, um, and also, this is a point of contention because Venus is currently the largest source of argon, radon, and niton gases, which are important uh, for this kind of construction. Uh, whereas the Thermians do not control Venus. So wait, zero-point uh, energy uh, chambers already exist? Sure, why not? Well, because doesn't that denote a energy source that kind of seems already futuristic for the setting? Well, I probably shouldn't be calling it zero-point. The actual description that you would see in um, my favorite book, War of the Worlds, is you have to make a chamber of somehow has zero conductivity so you can then excite it with energy and then release the energy through a certain aperture to direct it. Because remember, we want to convert the matter into energy, and then we want to use the energy to do things. The first part, converting matter to energy, we can already do that. It's called an atomic bomb, uh, which has some uses, but not very practical ones. Uh, Hasselstoff describes how uh, a chamber can be created that you could start the reaction in it and then direct it towards things. 
And for that, they're talking about you have to make a special chamber that won't combine with anything and then gets excited. We're starting to get into pseudoscience here, but that's usually called an exciter chamber. Right. No, I mean, I understand. Zero point energy famously is what they used in um, Stargate. So that's yeah. why that's why I, I keep thinking it's a little bit more technologically advanced than I would expect to see in right. the jungle. And the, all... the Stargate Atlantis version is just like they is vacuum energy as they explain it. Yeah, it's more well, of a myriad song thing. It is its own pseudoscience theory. Well, it's a, more of a myriad song thing where they're pulling energy from another universe. And it's also Incredibles. It's in the Incredibles. Syndromes. Uh, Raygun is a zero-point energy gun. Yep. So, but, but anyway, like that's one of the leads. The other lead, of course, being that somewhere beyond Jupiter is the base, and you don't know if he started to construct it. Uh, Dr. Hasselstoffs describes that as such an, in her notes, she describes that such an engine would be like, you know, by her plans would be enormous, like building size. Um, I mean, I might as well let you guys in on this. Have you ever seen Albert Einstein's letter to the president? I, I actually briefly skimmed it, yeah. and it was basically along the lines of, hey, definitely don't do this. Well, it's only two pages, but Albert Einstein describes that he thinks the reaction would be possible, and, and he describes that maybe if you built it on a boat and moved an entire boat somewhere and then detonated the boat, it could do the atomic reaction. But let's not forget that by the end of World War II, they found a way to make it small enough. They had planes big enough and an atomic device small enough they could drop it from a plane. So Hasselstoff, you know, is worried that she described it in her paper, but... Uh, you know, based on the work of some of these other people, the engine could be small enough that you could put it on a single spaceship. And the idea of a single spaceship that basically shoots a continuous atomic explosion directed at targets it doesn't like, Lancer's already having atomic war flashbacks. An atomic bomb in everyone's hand. Smoke goggles were standard issue back then. Did that help you versus the radiation? Or? No, that just kept you from going blind from all the flashes. Just made us look cool. We, and we look cool, too. It would have helped more, is, but we kept wearing them on our foreheads for some reason. Is that why the style's like that in all those old movies? Yep. <laughs> oh, I thought that was... just wearing sunglasses all the time. No, that was for driving. Statements. <laughs> nope, that was for all the nuclear flashes. Yep. Uh, the past truly is barbaric. I'm the only H.P. and Piper fan here, right? No one here reads H.P. and Piper? Nah, not off the top of my head. Okay, he's in. If you thought Philip K. Dick was depressing, read some H. Beam Piper. I love Piper. Oh so. my god! All right, so yeah, so uh, yeah, you'd wear the the dark goggles, you'd wear the gas masks. Uh, but anyway, so uh, basically, those are uh, the current two leads you have. You could probably go straight for the pirate and try to stop him, or you could, uh, you know, which is now, but of course, going beyond Jupiter as an expedition because you have to make at least two stops, one at the Jupiter waypoint. And then you'd have to go look for him in Saturn, and then you'd have to Saturn's get back to big. Uh, I mean, Saturn not as big as Jupiter, but still big because it's got dozens of moons. Not to mention the ring. The uh, also, none of you have been to Saturn, uh, so you'd have to look up information on what Saturn is like. Mm -hmm. uh, or you could go to Venus, which, as I mentioned, is not only colonized but stable uh, and has stuff there. Or you could do a third thing I haven't even thought of. Uh, well, we do have our one lead right now for uh, Venus, and that seems pretty stable, easy to do, and can give us a better idea of what to expect when we're out there. And hey, maybe uh, Dr. Corvus will grab a zero-point energy chamber and use it to launch us all the way to Saturn. I don't know. <laughs> well, two things. First off, uh, sorry, I just had a thought not to flick you eyes off with my other finger. Uh, two things. 
Uh, first off, the longer that we don't go out there past Jupiter to figure this out is the more time they have to build it. Because, you know, it's going to take travel time. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, second thing, uh, Boris is the acting captain in Piet's, not Piet, uh, in uh, our captain's absence. So we yeah, have in fact, no... Captain, captain Proteus is going to say that he's very concerned about the activities he saw on the moon. And he's going to start documenting and processing, especially who this brain is. So he's going to, um, and also, as much as we love Captain Proteus, he is a bureaucrat at heart. So he's going to breve promote Boris to captain. And so Maybe we should make him more of a Bosley. Well, I mean that <laughs> Boris is the first mate or, you know, first officer, rather. Right. So, so basically, so. No, Boris gets promoted to captain, and I assume you're making Lancer your first officer. That's correct. Okay. Because um, there's nobody yeah. left in the official ranks. Because <laughs> one's a criminal and one's an alien. Yeah, the other two are just yep. deputies, so. And they had me roped with that equal opportunity employer bullshit. Um, that's okay in my mind you guys are part of the crew look just think about it this way it the longer you're with us the more felonies you can commit with us i mean literally part of the ship part of the crew right <laughs> i've radio tied myself to the ship next you're gonna yeah, start you're still, building uh, into the walls huh yeah, Doctor Doctor Corvus. I'm sorry that every time we land at port, someone always thinks that you're not on the manifest. <laughs> I believe none of the remote control devices have malfunctioned yet. Uh, mine did once, but then I fixed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I am connected to this ship by a nuclear bomb. So. <laughs> so um, yeah. So Boris, you're technically in charge. You consult with your crew. Like I said, you've got the Venus lead. You've got the Saturn lead. Uh, and um, uh, or you could do a third thing I haven't thought of. Okay. You know, let's just go uh, right to Counter-Earth. Yeah, so Dr. Corvus has weighed in and says that they think the best thing to do is go straight to Saturn, which uh, is probably a very difficult expedition, which we ha- don't have a lot of preparation for yet. Uh, I am in favor of the Venus mission. Do the rest of you have something to weigh in? It's not a democracy. Well, my heart is torn because I kind of feel Dr. Corvus has got a point, like... The longer we wait, the more are we just going to show up and the, the thing's ready to get turned on, Death Star style? Um, What's or... Death Star? <laughs> it's an old story I heard about. Uh, yeah, but uh, like at the same time, we don't know jack squat about what we're going to face when we go out there. So we rush out blind or we potentially show up informed well, but under, they... under the gun. <laughs> the information that you currently have, because you did kidnap Gunvoy and you did read his, not kidnap, you arrested Gunvoy uh, and went through his rap sheet. Um, Captain Zaklon is a fearsome space pirate. Out in the asteroid belt, many people are mining for the rare uh, transuranics and other metals that you can find in the asteroid belt. And of course, since it's so far from uh, Earth, um, the space patrol, your job is to patrol it, but space is big and lawlessness is currently rampant. Uh, in the asteroid belt itself. Uh, Zaklon is one of the more fearsome uh, space pirates because he's hard to catch, and he commands great loyalty among his men. Apparently, he is part of a... um, uh, uh, He's not just a pirate. He's got this whole philosophy that um, uh, we should get rid of the weaker elements of society and use our will to power to rise and command everything. So he's kind of moving up from pirate to warlord. Tyrant. Yeah. Megalomaniacal conqueror. Potential dictator if he starts a small political community with more than just people fighting for him. 
Right, which there's a note of that in his file, but no one said, well, we haven't seen any evidence that he's actually building any infrastructure. And then you guys filed a report saying, hey, we found this waypoint on Jupiter that not only was incredibly sophisticated because it had airlocks and depots and fuel supplies and that sort of thing, but it was also hinted there's another op- operation on Saturn, which is everything that in- it indicates. Right. That, sounds uh, like, it sounds like infrastructure to me. <laughs> Dictator status not yet because he doesn't have a community. Uh, doesn't have a community. I don't know. I call, I call two space stations a community. Yep. And, and then there's a note in the file. Contact us if, he, if he gets any weapons of mass destruction. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, hey, that's our number. <laughs> oh, oh, we have to deal with that. Uh, does Ralph have anything to weigh in? I say let's go find this <clears throat> lunatic and take him in. So you want to just go straight to Saturn and try to find him? Well, I mean, let's be realistic here. Clearly, clearly, like we're not going to go in the front door, kick in with the, with our guns and our badges, like you know, get on now, the ground. I'd like to know that you're in good standing, uh, and you can present evidence of a credible threat. You are members of the Space Patrol, so if you wanted to go to Saturn, you could requisition support. Right. That was going to be That's my what... next uh, thought line. If we do want to do this, and it seems the crew's motivated to do so, then we do need to go ahead and start trying to prepare for it. Identify the challenges we want to do, ask for different bits of assistance, and pull together what we can. We even We're... have uh, Dr. Hazelstoff here, who might know a thing or two about producing energy out of nothing, which could help us. Well, I was, just thinking, more of the, I was thinking more of the lines of, can't we just either A, get a bigger ship, or B, get you know, bring a backup with us to Saturn because, I mean, pirate warlord with a potential weapons of mass destruction, I think, is way beyond probable cause. <laughs> and I may say, if I want to dip into the meta a little bit here, okay. this would be a good opportunity to give everybody a, an ally as our current goal gift. Did I not give anybody, did I forget goals last time? Oh, no, last time you gave us local knowledge, Moon. Yep. Uh, if, if anyone wants to buy Ally, you could do that now if you wanted to. Well, I did purchase a gift. I haven't used it yet because I purchased it between sessions. Would you allow me to change my mind? Uh, sure. Everybody gets one. Mm-hmm. All right. Then. Did you Same have an ally fast talk? Oh. I was thinking a uh, an impressionable young cadet of the space. There you go. An impressionable young cadet decides to hang out with uh, you, a career criminal. You've been promoted to deputy trainer. No, no, by some oversight, he was assigned to me. Well, he wouldn't, you're a deputy. They wouldn't assign a cadet to you. Okay. Well, it would be a cadet would show up and you just start hanging out with him. Okay, so he's like my Bucky. Uh, or yeah. they would assign the cadet to Captain Proteus and you're just hanging out with him. Right. But also, this, this is an astounding science story, so you'd always have an impression. Of, apparently, we just take 11-year-old boys with us on missions to land. Hey, I just found him laying around. Let's just take hey him there, away. Pete. You don't have parents, do you, kid? Do you think it's a good? I think this is a good time to to accept someone in the in the child exchange program, <laughs> student exchange program, right now. Ah, they the younger they are, they're exposed to weapons, <coughs> the better. Uh, you probably couldn't requisition a larger ship, but you could ask for uh, escorts to come with you. That would make uh, plenty mm-hmm. of sense. Uh. So I guess uh, the steps are make our case, figure out the things we need, and then requisition the assistance. So those are the three steps. 
Uh, so if we prepare up some files and walk over to HQ and start talking to people, uh, is that going to be a challenge or are they willing to accept the sort of evidence we lay down in front of them? Well, it's going to be a challenge because the better you roll, the better your report's going to look. Because remember also that, like I said, the Space Patrol, we have to deal with Thermion agents because we're, we still have a political problem on Mercury, even though like we just agreed to acknowledge the Mercurians as people which was a big to-do because you saw that there were terrorist agents uh, from the Thermians already, you know, fighting that. So Mercury is uh, a big issue right now. Uh, also, they're still, like, patrolling, you know, for Thermion agents as well as the asteroid belt. So as much as we'd like to help you, you have notes here that maybe some pirate is building a weapon we've never heard of. So we take you seriously, but how seriously do we take you? Right. Uh, so we have to present a very serious case, uh, with our evidence so far. Right. So what I'm guessing is, um, your, your case is whoever the lead is on this, this is going to be exhausting, uh, both, um, mentally and socially. So this would use both your mind and your will. You would have to bring, t uh, to note all of your knowledge of law and procedure, which would be academics. And you want somebody to do something for you. So that's negotiation. Uh, uh, okay. I would want to argue that uh, maybe presence could be involved in the terms of we are trying to very much impress upon them that this is a very dangerous situation. And even if they ignore us, they still need to deal with it. Presence will not apply because you are not being, you will not get a voice hearing or be in person. You have to fill out paperwork. Ah, okay. I have I have academics and actually negotiation. As well, Lancer, skill. you you remember fighting in the Atomic Wars where you had to like write, you know, yeah. it's amazing. It's the future, and we still have to fill out these stupid forms. <laughs> I have just the keyboards and the keyboards are so much nicer in the future. I got this uh, expensive Russian pe space pen. You know, you can <laughs> borrow it. Okay, and also there may be other gifts that you can use too. Now, I will give you a bonus of uh, D eight because Captain Proteus will rubber stamp anything that you do and, and mm -hmm. will help you out. Well, I got negotiation and academics. Give me one moment. I think. You do sound but like you, the brightest mind. And, and I whoever, need to clarify. And whoever wants to assist. Now, of course, assistants might be able to bring different uh, 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 things to bear. In fact, not only do we get a D8 from that, but Dr. Hasselstoff will also give you an assist bonus of, oh wait, I'm sorry, her assist bonus is a D12 because she's a team player, because she's a research scientist. So Dr. Hasselstoff okay. will give you, so ignore that, I don't know how to delete a comment I already made. You, you can't. You can't? Okay, so well, ignore that. So, it's mine, so you it's get a mine. D8 from Proteus and a D12 from Hasselstoff. Hasselstoff will write an amicus agreement. And uh, to remind you guys, it's been a while. Uh, you can also get some help by greasing the wheels if you contact... Uh, Brack Winson. Remember him? Uh, which one was he? To the Mercury Brack? Mine Company? Oh. Yeah, you do remember him. Yeah, remember he said, does anything I can do to help you because I have a positive oh. opinion of you and I'm concerned uh, about the, you know, mm -hmm. the status of the operations and I'm also anti-space pirate considering I, I work for a company that specializes in stuff that pirates like to steal. I'd be more than happy to also like write a letter and testimonial emphasizing this. And because I am a rich person with political clout, I would give you a bonus D8 as well. 
All right, so it's mind, will, academic, negotiation, two D8s, and a D12. D12. That's Who right. else is preparing the requisition agreement? Because I have all of that. Right, sir, I trust you with this, this entirely. I have no way to assist you. Okay, well, while he, hold on, let me set this up. One while he's 12. doing that, um, uh, Dr. Corvus, you're our expert in weirdo gadgetry. So gadgets and the rules are defined as something that you improvise very quickly uh, out of materials you just have lying around and break down. I guess we need a, a word for, uh, I'd like to have another level above that that's more plot specific, that if you have a certain plot element, like uh, element X or Masrium or a niton difluoride chamber, Plutonium. like something that you get in the game, you upgrade that into a gadget. So I was thinking about calling that like maybe a wonder or something like that. What would you call that? A MacGuffin. Yeah, there we go. I was trying to remember the word. Yeah, MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Wonder, well, though, would probably make more sense and not just be like narrative trip. Yeah. That, that's not the, that's not the correct. Uh, a MacGuffin is what you're looking for. It's not a plot device that makes something happen. A MacGuffin is something you're seeking. A plot device that makes something happen, and I hope you're sitting down for this, is called unobtainium. Yes, that was going well, to be the other word I was going to use. Plutonium. Yeah. So, um, which is actually the official scientific word for a item that has yet to be obtained. Right. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and call that a wonder, which is going to, and we'll we'll have to put notes in there of this is something like the gadgets in the game were, are really easy. Like they're so easy, Doctor Corvus can do them on the off turns of building bombs and robots and stuff because you know we can just do that. Whereas a wonder would be something that affects the plot but you'd have to have some sort of plot-related device to do it. And that's why I'm turning to Dr. Corvus, because since you're a gadgeteer, you have access right now to... Um, well, you have access right now to two plot devices. Dr. Osselstoff can describe the total uh, energy conversion process to you, and you do have glucinium polish. I do got to take care of those uh, fingernails. Uh, well, specifically, glucinium polish is used on the insides of metal or whatever to make it radiation resistant so you can make that chamber inside it. Otherwise, you risk melt, destroying the chamber itself or radiating everybody. And it has this really beautiful pearlescent blue color, too. And hold up, Dr. Corvus, you're an, you're an analytical brain not driven by emotions like normal people. You could be the analytical engine for your own device, couldn't you? So, if you... Um, you ready well, for the roll? Yeah, I, I guess also you would have access to the uh, the analytical engine, but that um, uh, you didn't get that under good circumstances, and that requires some kind of brain. Not uh, it. You, you you could seize the uh, evidence. Get your eyes off my red shirt. <laughs> All right, here's my role. Here's okay. the mind, will, uh, academics plus two d8s. Okay, go ahead and roll. But and. I was going to mention to Dr. Corvus here that if you wanted to, if you wanted to modify the rocket or build some sort of device that uses one of these in a wondrous way, uh, you know, I'm all ears. Okay, now this is uh, negotiations plus a D12. Yeah. Wow, only two successes. Damn. Wow. Do you have a okay. favorite application of academics or negotiation involving paperwork? No, because I'm more action oriented, so that would make no sense for me to be this. Also, none of these came up one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, three. Uh, you could have two. had Dr. Corvus assist since Dr. Corvus doesn't have any negotiation. Well, I have academics, though. It's my problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is true. Okay. Um, 
But if you have no negotiations, so you automatically get favored used to any role involving negotiation because you don't have negotiation. Right, but I mean, I'm already making a role that involves academics if I was to aid, so okay, I no, already I mean, have. But the thing is, I have no favorite use for my academics so far, so I could just declare okay. that, but I wouldn't. I, I also assume you're going to run off and build some sort of mad device, too. So. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, okay. what are you implying here with what all this stuff that you've just fed me? Well, because wanted, like, we've said before that I can't make this thing. Like three well, different sessions now, we've said I can't make this no, thing. No, I, okay, I, I'm I'm clarifying the position of I don't. Uh, you can't make the total conversion engine because you don't have all the ingredients for it. Right. But you do have these wondrous items. So I want to know if you wanted to make something that's above and beyond a typical gadget uh, for this specific operation. Like you're about to go into a pirate haven. Is there something you'd want to make that's above and beyond the typical gadget? Some sort of wondrous invention that would somehow use one of these materials. Okay, okay. So I'm standing here, and I'm looking at my table. I've got this polish, which uh, does what again to the surfaces of the inside of a zero-point... Well, it's shielding. Uh, If you put it on the inside, it would make the inside safe. If you put it on the outside, it'd be extra armor. Okay. it's, uh, It's resistant to energy... Um, and can be, you know, excited with electricity to be almost invulnerable. I mean, basically, you have to house a tiny atomic explosion. Got it. And uh, an analytical brain. Okay. Or, or an analytical, analytical engine. engine, right. Sorry. I Well, I have the framework to make an analytical engine that requires something that we don't have. But what I... I, I would... I would I would call the analytical engine parts. You have an intelligence enhancing device that if you hooked it into a brain would allow it to do things you can't normally do. Okay. So could I, could I conceivably to do, sorry, to, wow, I can't, even when I pause, I can't get the word out. Could I do two separate things with these things? Like how you much polish find. do I have? Do I have enough to like coat the ship? Is that what you're implying? Uh, you could spread it out to coat the entire ship. It'd just be thinner. But then you'd have armored parts and non-armored parts. Depends on how well you roll. Well, I'm not looking actually for armor. I could, would it absorb signals? You make your ship a stealth ship? Right, like, could it absorb, like, radiation or, um, say, uh, radar? radar Sorry, my brain is just... Hmm, in theory, yes. You'd have to make it and then test it and roll really good on your making it roll. Well, I mean, we're still in Earth orbit, right? Wouldn't I just be able to... You're testing it, so I'm saying, like, hey, do you read us, moon station? (laughs) What? We can't get any radio signals. You've made us radio invisible. Uh, no um, wonder ways. Sure, you could you you could do a, a test there, but I mean, it would still have a breakdown die attached to it. So right. Okay. Still. Uh, yeah, and this would be a roll of mind and craft and gadgetry. Uh, okay. It's not enough to do that one, so I'll just take the uh, was it three eight going forward. Sorry, I've yeah. got the wrong window open. I, th- I think it's it's 3d8 going forward. Uh, 48. 48. Okay. Right. So you'll take that and then try again. And once again, that's in there to give you more chances to make your die dwindle. One, two, three, four. Yep. So that's five successes that I need. And I've got more than five to do something to the ship. Okay. So you attempt to use the glucinium polish to theory. Well, if in theory, if this stops radiation, it should be able to... Um, you know, stop making the ship radar invisible. Uh, oddly enough, the glycinium polish is black. So, you know, when you paint the ship with it, it makes the ship, you know, non-reflective black. So, temporary stealth ship. 
Okay, so Lancer fills out the paperwork, and I guess the rest of you, I guess... Uh... I would like to do one more, if I could. Okay. The blueprints that I have for the analytical brain, that once a brain is put into it, would enhance whatever it's doing, right? Yep, or let it interface with computers to Could I make a command chair on the ship where somebody could sit into it and this thing with a bunch of pins and needles were injected into their head, enhancing anything that they do on the ship? Yep, totally do that. Wait, are the needles retractable? Of course, you'll just, you know, have to seek medical aid. Uh, and don't roll three sixes while you're working on it. It better not rip out any hair. Not it. <laughs> Uh, once again, I'll do another 48 after that. Yeah, my head wouldn't fit in that. Uh, of course, now I think drops down to a uh, D4. All right, yeah, yep. drops down to a D4, but I've also, I've made the chair. Also, I'll now I'll break apart my atomic Tommy gun to refresh my gadgetry. Which requires another roll. Well, that's enough gadgetry for today. I'll see you guys in three hours. So that co- that consumes. Uh, well, you got enough successes to consume the Tommy gun and keep the D four. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I've got something else. I've got so much stuff to break down. Um, yeah. You know what? So, we're so going to space. Can I see your backpack for a second, Lancer? <laughs> Do you just want these sure. goggles? I haven't used them for a month now. You're not going to need that dirigible on your back. I break that down. Okay, so you're going to take away. You're, no, you're going to take away his jetpack. Oh man! No, no, He's not the it. jetpack. The dirigible. The fall, oh, uh, fail safety. Safe. Fail safe. <laughs> well, we're you in sp- swap, swap it with a parachute or something? <laughs> we're in space. Where are you going to fall? You're just going to drift. You don't need the dirigible safety device. What if I'm falling on some planet? Well, <laughs> you're going to know that ahead of time. And I, and I need your dirigible safety device because I just built an encephalic enhancer. So yeah, so now above the captain's chair, there has to be this device with all these needles in it that sits above the chair all the time. You remember at all? You remember that one episode of Star Trek where uh, Barkley gets super intelligent and he yes. builds the thing on the holodeck yeah, with just a chair. Yes. Pamby Pamby 90s lasers. This has needles. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, like, a mix of that chair, which is all, you know, hard right angles and everything, with, like, uh, a colander with needles that stick through. Okay. And I, I, th- I think the difference between a gadget and a wonder is gadgets can break down, but wonders can glitch. So if you roll three uh, sixes, they're wicked. If you roll three sixes, something weird will happen. Yeah, definitely not it. Uh, well, this is just there in case you need it. I'm so gonna eat. I'm gonna eat those words. I know, but I'm just looking at it, going, "I'm definitely not gonna sit in that thing." Well, I mean, it'll yeah. enhance everything you're doing with the ship. Yeah, you fill out your paperwork and all the agreements, and you're in a rush order. But since you have to leave immediately, uh, the only requisition is uh, yes. Congratulations, Lancer. You will be assigned uh, a secondary ship. Uh, Great. The Spinrad, yes, uh, the wings of Spinrad are available. Great. Will that be enough for us to go straight to Jupiter without? Worrying about well, running out of fuel. Um, let me introduce you to the captain. Her name is uh, Captain Lucille Waltoner. She is an armadillo. Uh, and she says, wow, the John Lancer, hero of the atomic wars, who uh, helped, uh, you know, defeat uh, the rival Northern Coalition. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Uh, the pleasure is all mine, sir. Uh, so so uh, we're, we're happy to go ahead and assist you on this mission. Uh, we are also a Border Patrol ship. Uh, I believe, according to the, the report that you submitted, we're going to go to the uh, the Ganymede Waypoint, 
which is still under control of the Space Patrol, stop there, fuel, and then start looking for leads in uh, Saturn on where their base may actually be. Cool. That's about that the sounds like, correct. Sounds like a good plan. Uh, well, you I, ready I have, for, I ready for some action? Crew. Yeah, she says, of course, I have my own crew. She has three other people with her who all salute. Uh, we're all trained officers. I assume your crew are also highly trained and effective officers. She says, looking at the guy dressed all in black, holding the stethoscope and crowbar. The bizarre giant Ro- robot. The robot. And the big professional wrestler who has a fight, who can't quite get the captain's hat to fit on his head. It's it's too oh, small to keep shaking off. Definitely. This is our this is this is our crack team right here, the problem child. And uh I make the, the introductions, you know, Captain, you know, yeah. there's the Captain Cor- Boris, Dr. Corvus, Mr. Summers, and uh and whatnot. And uh yeah, so everybody well, buckle. We've never been this far past the asteroid belt, so we'll defer uh but we're, but if it's meant to stop space pirates, we're behind you a hundred percent going to be more than space pirates out there or at least uh probably a heavily armed and fortified base is what i'm expecting okay so um uh boris you will be the flagship and the wings of spingrad will be your wing ship makes sense uh, and technically boris you are actually a uh, space patrol guy so <laughs> uh but you don't actually have authority do you as a gift no i don't okay so you're you're only a, ca- a brevet captain so mm-hmm. uh technically captain Captain Lucille here has seniority over you, but they're still going to defer to you based on uh, your record and that you're the mission leader. Also, right. is there a possibility we can get Dr. Corvus to work on the Wings ship also? We have our own engineers, uh, she says. We appreciate that you offered a lot of your consultants, but we're, we're going to do this, you know. Yeah, thanks for trying to get me off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> We need you to no. make it go boom. I'll always think of you as part of the crew. Get the hell off my ship. No, no, no. I'm talking about on the trip. I'm talking about right now. And, and they're going to politely decline because it would, like, you know, void our warranty and other sorts of things. Warranty, oh, yeah. Warranty. Proteus mentioned a lot about this insurance stuff. I don't quite get it, but he seems to think it's important. Eh, it's not a real spaceship unless you at least have one patch on it. Uh, we're in a break it or buy it phase with ours. So, well, I'm hoping it doesn't break. Okay. So, um, yeah. So unless you have any other weird preparations you want to make, uh, Ralph, you've got your buddy with you, right? Yep. Okay. Wally Sanders, the raccoon space patrol man. Ah, when I grow up, I want to be a safe cracker, just like Summers. Weird aspiration. Oh, I do uh, have uh, one other thing. Okay. One more thing. Uh, well, there was the thing. I guess never mind. I guess I've used that technically for the chair. I just remember last session. Uh, remember I took apart the uh, robot brain. Actually, no, I didn't use it for the chair because remember I took apart the robot brain from the um, the the automaton that was wandering the halls because you said it was like different from a, uh, the gizmos that I make. The gadget, sorry the gadgets that oh, I make, because uh, it couldn't break down. Uh, yeah, that's not a wondrous item, though. That's just a gadget. Not, not concerned about it being wondrous or not. You said it couldn't break down. I wanted to put it into my missile. Okay, done. I don't want my missile going wacky haywire when I need the nuke to go off. Good plan. Uh, once again, you only have a missile, though. You don't actually have a... Um, uh, oh, and for this mission, we're going to have to go ahead and arm your ships. 
because uh, normally you're a, a border patrol ship, so you have the you have the gunner bay. Yeah, you still have the couple of guns. So we'll we'll go ahead and uh, you know make sure your guns are fitted. So um, okay. yeah, so you're ready to take off. So your ship has a pilot uh, has a captain's chair with a scary brain. Uh, you also have a pilot chair, a co-pilot chair, uh, the couple of scanner, the engineering room, and storage. Call storage. So to, uh, Corvus is in storage. Mm-hmm. No, Corvus oh, should I'm be sorry. in engineering. You don't make and that well, call. Corvus, and... go to engineering. My place is in storage. I've been in storage every mission so far. And that's why that's why every time we go to port, everyone is confused because they think you should be on the manifest. That's why I tell you to get out of the cargo room. Look, when the episode starts and we're all in our positions in the intro sequence, I'm in storage. You can't take that away from me. <laughs> so, Captain, uh, Captain Blaskowitz, you may assign crew positions. <laughs> Corvus, just get to engineering. Drag your box over. You can sleep in it there. But I literally, I can't be in engineering now because I need to be in a position to launch my missile. That is true. You would have to be in the storage bay to launch the missile. You, you don't want me launching my missile by radio. You want me in storage to open the... <laughs> and, I'll be in engineering. And, and, and you, All can, right. yeah, you can change positions in the middle of battle. It just consumes that entire turn. Right, I just right. have to open up the... Um, what is it, the back hatch? I don't know what our shit has. Uh, it's the back hatch. Yeah, I have to open up the back hatch, shove the missile out, and then activate it at a distance. I, that takes time. You want me to be on scene when we need that. Uh, so. I, I, the, two, two things. That takes time and exposes you to the vacuum of space. I am mechanical. I do not I know, care about that. I'm just pointing that out. It's like, yeah. I'll the, close the, the blast door and okay, then open so, the hack hatch. So Summers is in engineering. You've... Uh, um, I think Boris, uh, I mean, is Lancer your pilot or is Boris the pilot? Uh, I'm going to promote Lancer up to pilot. Pilot, okay. Okay. Uh, Uh, Will you be in the captain chair or the uh, co-pilot chair? I'm going to go ahead and send the captain chair this time. Okay. With this big, scary brain device above you. Uh, Maybe I'll turn it on. (laughs) Okay. The Wings of Spinrad is is the same identical Corvette-style ship that you guys have, except they're not painted black. Uh, nor do they have the fancy like armatures built into the chairs that can reach forward and grab the controls. <laughs> in fact, each no. chair not only has to have two arms in the side of it, there also has to be like a camera in, built into the headrest. Well, it's probably it was... on the back of the headrest, so if you tune in, it's like looking behind the thing, but if there's nobody in the chair and you're taking remote control, you know, comes over the front. Yep. They just don't know what they're missing. Look, uh, if so you get you... locked in the bathroom and you need to take emergency control of the ship, you just pull on the radio. There you go. Comes down. Little arms. I'm gonna lie. I've done it once or twice. Look, I have made this ship amazing. That's why you are part of the crew as far as I'm concerned. I so you fly uh, to uh, Ganymede Waypoints. People ask me, why didn't you just make the pilot seat a toilet? And I say, that's disgusting. Biological for, imperatives are disgusting. Um, who for asked you that? Machine, you have a sense of humor. Okay, so uh, Ganymede Waypoint has been like taken over by uh, the Space Patrol. Mm-hmm. So when you get there, you'll see that there's been some repair work done. Uh, some of the um, uh, buildings are... They're slowly replacing the buildings that are there. 
with ones of higher like standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, you radio that you're going to land. Um, How much would a bit I can get in one of those? Oh, that's yeah, the radio I, operator there. Yeah, when you radio to land, um, yeah, they uh, yeah, the um. When you radar to land, the uh, the people are a little confused because they were only getting one blip on their radar instead of two. <laughs> and hey, of course, it worked. Yeah, when you land, everybody wants to go check out your ship, the problem child. It's like, oh, they somehow made it radar invisible. That's amazing. If that technology ever got into the hands of our enemies, I don't know what we would do. Well, so long as it's safely in our hands and uh, Dr. Corvus is on the job, it won't uh, fall into anyone else's. We're already in trouble as it is. Yes, people. Your safety is ensured by a Martian monstrosity of metal. Um, thanks. By a tiny thermionic brain. Well, <laughs> we'll go ahead and refill your ship with the uh, finest rocket fuel that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also been uh, uh, accumulating sensor readings. Here's a giant stack of computer paper that has all the sensor readings that we've been taking of the sky. Ah, uh, no, reading... Well, I guess we better go over these a little bit while we're here. Does anyone in your party have research? No, not anymore. Okay. These are probably not useful to you, but we're giving them to you as an assist bonus to help you Dr. find... Corvus? <laughs> no, I never, research. I never had research. Corvus is a crackpot. These ideas just come to me. Yep. So they help fill your ship, but they don't have much to tell you. It's been incredibly quiet, uh, although we are a little shocked at like the extent of this entire operation. Good luck to you. Uh, Captain Proteus. And I'll pull up the cardboard cutout. Yeah, thanks a lot. Their their boss is a cardboard cutout. <laughs> I was expecting you to I was expecting you to correct them and tell them you were blast grits, but nope. It's a whole weekend uh, at Bernie scenario. Okay, so I assume you then take your ship and fly off into uh Towards Saturn. Towards Saturn. I will need your pilot to make a roll of mine and transport, and you can get a bonus D8, because even if you can't read all the materials there, uh, the people at Ganymede Waypoint tell you, okay, this is where you want to go for the fastest route based on where Saturn is in its orbit. I mean, they assist you. Three successes. Well, so, uh, as you're going to Saturn, you read up on some of the uh, information. From what we know about Saturn, uh, it is... uh, we don't believe there's any life on the surface of Saturn itself. It apparently is a terrestrial gas giant. But we do know there's something weird about the rings of Saturn. The rings of Saturn are made up of uh, icy rocks in an orbital ring itself. But there's also uh, been evidence in the gas spectrometer of carbon and also of water, not you know, in certain temperatures. And when you get to Saturn, you can even verify this. The rings of Saturn are floating rocks with plant life on them. The rings of Saturn can support life. It's a giant floating garden. It's the giant fully guarded, I'm sorry? No, a giant floating garden. A giant floating garden. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's breathtaking to behold. Like the islands uh, of uh, Mars and Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, because uh, I think they're floating there's floating rocks in uh, Cowboy Bebop, I think. Like I said, the, uh, the floating garden like islands yeah. in, on Mars. Yeah. No explanation how that happens, but they have those. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Except, of course, that there's kind of a hard time telling up from down, and the, you know, because some of the rocks are too small for that and tumbling. Am I the only one who's read the Integral Trees? You guys ever see that? 
Yeah, no, no. I haven't. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's the start of a science fiction series about people who live in an airy nebula where everything's zero gravity and it's all rocks. Uh, oh, that's and, fun. And trees. So that's pretty much what Saturn looks like in this fantastic kind of universe. So, um, however, the ring of Saturn, so instead of just being dead ice crystals in this world, you know, in this science fantasy, I mean, you fly in there and it's like, imagine, imagine Halo, the maps from Halo, only, you know, disjointed like the Master One Real Tournament. <laughs> we have so, two like, asteroids, we just built a bridge between them. Yeah, right. So you kind of have the problem where, okay, so Saturn's rings can support life, but imagine how unimaginably huge the rings are. If they had built their base in these rings, they could be anywhere. Right, but that would be going off, you know, signals. Power so, signals, right. whatnot. Plants don't give off the same signals as artificially generated structures. Unless they're painted with this polish. That's right. true. And although they're trying to build this total conversion device, they're probably still using radioactives. Well, right. also... Assuming uh, the natives aren't, if there are any. Also, uh, Ralph, the thing to look for then would be to look for negative images. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're plastered against the backdrop of Saturn, and they're a ring. Scan the ring. Anything with a negative signal is itself a signal. So, uh, possible, but also huge. What skills and abilities do you have to bring to bear to search for energy signatures? An infinite lifetime. Well, I still have these goggles, and I could just hook it up to the periscope. Oh. And I do have perception. You can sit in the chair. Uh, yeah, I was about to point out, okay, so you've got mind, will, and observation, because this is boring, so you have mm -hmm. to do it for long periods of time, and you have to be alert. Um, there is also the chair, that if you hooked yourself into the chair with the goggles, you could expand your analytical mind power beyond <laughs> that of normal comprehension. I see no problem with this. Uh, I gotta ask real quick, uh, what is the highest observation dice we have here? I got a d6. I have two d6. Observation, okay. And I also have deceit so I could find those stealth signals. I don't think Lancer has an observation. I fight it. So I'll do an assist for you, uh, and we're going to deck you out in every gadget we have. How do okay. you feel, Ralph? Just uh, take a seat in the chair. I feel uh, like so, a guinea pig. Ralph, are you going to sit in the brain-enhancing chair? Yes. The mental Iron Maiden. Descends on you, clamps on your eyeballs, needles inject in your spine. Right. Okay, you will I, receive an extra D8 from me as I will assist you in this endeavor. The chair will give you a bonus 66. Can I also assist? Uh, you're the, uh, um, no, I'm the pilot. I, I can't assist. Uh, are you a team on. player? Yes, I am, though. You get an automatic bonus D12 because that was a three success in piloting. You know the exact ways to pilot. Even though the ring looks like it's a uniform shape, there are bigger masses and smaller the, masses. You automatically the, assist. The hidden danger that every assist die you get uh, gives him an added bone chance to roll another six. Uh, this is a wondrous device, so it does have a uh, chance to... Uh, it does test for wickedness. Well, if it melts your brain, Ralph, uh, I'll make sure all your stuff goes to a good place. Uh, only one six. Six. Well, that isn't one, though. You could re-roll that. Except I think your favorite use of observation is crime. Spotting traps. And this oh. could technically be an ambush, which is a type of trap. 
Uh, no, because you're searching for a secret base, not a trap. Mm -hmm. um, if you're searching for traps, it's like this device going on your brain. Uh, but still, that's one, two, three, four, five. So yes, normally scanning for this sort of radiation, you're far enough away from the sun that actually Saturn itself is one of the, probably the biggest radiation source because oh, it reflects. Wait. You only rolled half your uh, the dice from the device. Oh yeah, it, ro it rolls uh, sixty-six. Oh, that's still that. a chance for two more sixes to show up. That, yeah, let's see what we Why can. Why do you want that? It's my uh, baby. It's I want to see what it does. It, it, it's not that you want that. Well, well you're talking it's to me. I want that. We <laughs> okay. had all talk about how these streams are entertaining sometimes. So normally this kind of research would take days, but because your senses have been enhanced uh, and, your, uh, and your neurological patterns uh, have been analyzed to avoid false memory chains, you are clear. Guys, my brain tastes like cotton candy. Is this thing working? Stop eating um, your brain. Well, actually, the problem is when you take the device off, everything is going to look like ugly and like, you know, nonsensical. Your senses will be lowered to a level where it's like, uh, uh, you know, nothing makes sense anymore. I need to be in the device again. Make an addiction check against the device. Yep, I got it. This is how he's going to act. <laughs> right here. But one, two, three, four, five, six successes. So, yeah, normally you'd have to go ahead and scan through here for days. But there's a couple things that you discover. Uh, not only are uh, the uh, Saturn has jungle on it, uh, and it has life, it has life, a lot of different life forms. Not only are there animals, but there's also larger ones. Uh, and you can actually get some photos of this. Like, you get all this in like a few hours. Like, people go, yeah, all this in a few hours. Like, no, no, it, it, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, you can show an evidence of the, of the gas spectrometer and some other stuff. Uh, you can find evidence of a primitive civilization on one of the larger rocks. Uh, constructions of buildings uh, and combustion and fire. But none of that is radioactive. The biggest radioactive signal you're getting is not from the uh, ring itself, but from one of the other moons, specifically Sinope. Sinope? One of the more obscure ones. So you could um, investigate the life forms uh, <coughs> of Saturn, or you could go to Sinope, or do something else I haven't mentioned. Well, as much as I want to do Wild Kingdom in space, we're here to find space pirates. Uh, wait, what's this about a Wild Kingdom? You found one? Well, apparently, uh, apparently there's all kinds of life forms on the ring of Saturn, but, the, but if we're looking for radiation sources, it's only on one moon, and it's Sinope. And not on the ring. So you have evidence was... of a primitive pre-atomic civilization on, on Saturn. It might still be worth contacting the local primitives and see if they've seen or know anything first prior to trying yeah. to drop straight on the radiation signal. Maybe they actually know of ways to get us there uh, that are uh, easier or harder to detect. The primitives. <clears throat> well, that's what, uh, that's what Lancer said. No, I mean, you want to contact the primitives yep. about how to handle this. Yeah, we'll bring the plate blankets to be a great big party. They can know things we don't know about Saturn. Okay, um, so you're the captain. Do you say set sights for um, the pre-atomic civilization? Yeah, let's go make contact with locals first. Okay, uh, Lancer, uh, you were ordered to take the ship near the pre-atomic civilization, I assume not crash into it or set it on fire. Yep. Uh, I would like you to make a roll of speed and transport. Uh, you have one success. 
Uh, as I mentioned before, gravity here is a lot like a suggestion. And even though this rock is of a larger asteroid size as it spins around in space, you can see evidence of wooden structures like those kinds of trees that people like to draw Ewoks in and that kind of stuff. But of course, they go to all kinds of crazy angles because they just go like up. Uh, and you can see bridges and you can see weird, uh, enormous aliens, like about four to six meters tall. They have kind of squat football shaped bodies uh, but long necks, they kind of look like dinosaurs that way. And they have wings that they use to fly around in the air. Uh, as you approach, you only have one success. So even though your ship is stealth and immune uh, uh, radar, um, it's very visible in the uh, twilight-colored skies. And so the aliens naturally get spooked as you approach. So you don't get a very good look at them. Uh, but you can find a place to not so much land as get your ship close enough and anchor it uh, and try to approach the village uh, on foot. Yeah, all right. We'll park it up next to a floating rock, and we'll hit the harpoon <laughs> tether. The gravity uh, here is low, but not um, uh, not inconsiderable. So you have, like, bouncy to your step. And, uh, all right. You had to land, like, you didn't feel comfortable, like, landing too close. Uh, also, because there's you're not exactly always sure what's a city and what's a tree, because they're all twisty and gnarled. It, it looks really cool, and I wish I had time to draw a picture. All right. Well, it's I think hop on down then. Okay, Captain, you need to form an away team. Uh, away team. Me, oh, and don't Brown. forget, uh, you are followed by the Wings of Spinrad. Uh, the Wings of Spinrad are still orbiting at a distance. Uh, they mm -hmm. say, you know, do you want us to just stay here and watch out, or do you want us to come down too? Uh, go ahead and keep an eye out. If you want to send an away team as well, feel free. Maybe you have someone with a gentler voice than I do. Nope. <laughs> I can say without fear of contradiction. Nope. All right. Well, then, then just cover. Go ahead and keep an eye out. Yeah. Cover our cover our six and uh, and reconnoiter the perimeter. Yeah, we, we are space patrol people. We are here to shoot. All right. So they can stay up and ready to shoot, and we'll go down and have a little talk. You guys ever uh, watch like Mystery Science Theater where they have movies like White Goddess or whatever? Or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just brewing for that kind of situation here. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go down, and Lancer, you're coming with me. That's going to be the order. Uh, Ralph and Corbett, any preference? beautiful plan. <laughs> Not only are we sending the captain, we're also sending the two pilots. <laughs> well, hey, you know, at least uh, the real captain uh, upstairs isn't going to uh, go away anytime soon. So Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, you're leaving Summers behind and their ally? I was asking uh, Ralph and uh, Corvus any preference. Oh, and the new kid. Leave the new kid behind. Any preference for what? What? Going what down the planet. I yeah. have no desire yeah. to talk to natives, especially right. primitive natives. All right, Corvus, just stay on the ship. You need you know your duties. Well, I'm coming with you, and Wally's coming with me. Away team it is, then. Corvus, you got the ship. Uh, you start trekking through the jungle. I'm going to need a roll of body and endurance, and I'm going to give all of you a bonus D8 because you're bringing Ralph with you, who has already analyzed the area. Well, I was also thinking we should leave Wally on the ship in case we do need someone to fly it back. Oh, We're... man, I want to go on an adventure. Automated. You remember, yeah, you all have radios. You can yeah. make <laughs> pilot ship at a distance. Okay. I don't have a radio, says Wally. We'll get you an honorary radio later. An honorary radio. Just get nice. a lot of radio on here. <laughs> here, take this fruit juice box I wrote on. 
Uh, I guess Dr. Corvus and Wally are going to have to have a bonding moment. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Again. I'm emotionless, remember? What's this kid going to do that's going to bond to me? Is it true you really don't have emotions? Can't you feel like, no, love? I'm sure no one's ever reached out to you before. That's a crime. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just so great. That's a crime. The only thing I'll make that better is we pulled a gun on the kid. But you disassembled your gun, so. Look, I have gotten rid of the small gun. In the hold of the <laughs> ship is the big gun. <laughs> okay, so Boris is good and Ralph is good. Um, uh, Lancer, you're part of the away team, right? Yes, I am. Yes, he That's is. Body endurance and a bonus D8. Oh. As you track through the jungle. Body. But yes, the air is safe to breathe. You detect that the usual way by walking outside, going, <gasps> ah, smells like Prometheus. Wonderful. I will put, wear my fancy suit for the away mission rather than a protective astro suit. <laughs> Dress like a diplomat. Yeah, I'm going to put on a couple medals. That'll inspire natives, right? <laughs> uh, Two successes. I don't think I have an easy way to import the, the alien picture that I made earlier. Sorry about that, guys. Um, just show them all off. You can just post it on uh, Discord so at least we can see it. And oddly enough, uh, well, I'll dig it up later if I can. Sorry, I don't want to do some dead air here. I'm just thinking how complicated this would be. Uh, yeah, so, that's Because uh, it's been too long. Because you can't just copy and paste into... Uh, okay, you so can always, You can always create a handout and then just put the file in there and it'll automatically upload it. You've done this before. I don't know if you're trying uh, to make a handout. Anyway, you just drop it in Discord. We can all see it on Discord. Yeah, but that's not... Uh, well... It's it's not entertaining viewing. That's the part. right. But if you put it on Discord, you can keep talking about stuff, and then I can just put it on the screen. There you okay. go. What did he say? You know that sounds pretty good. A little more intensive on my side, but I'm staying on the ship and not interacting, so I can still do this. Okay. Well, hopefully this he's, but, he's got a point. I'm fending yeah. off the weird advances of a small child. I'm just hoping this doesn't mung anything up. Oh, what? the... Oh, sorry. I'm not gonna get mad. <laughs> It's uh, it's the future. We live in the future. Yeah, at least as far as the trek through the jungle goes, it looks like everyone is doing pretty okay. Even Ralph is like, yeah, he's used to jogging. Okay, everybody has at least one success. All right. right. Yeah, if you want to crop the Saturnian out of that, more power to you. Okay, so everybody has, so you tr- uh, uh, travel through uh, the jungle. Uh, two successes, two. Hey, you guys, wow. Uh, I mean, while you're moving through it, uh, it looks like a weird alien jungle with weird alien creatures, um, many of which have the ability to jump higher and longer than you're used to. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point, you'll disturb uh, what looked to be like a bunch of, I guess, starlings, like small, little, brightly colored creatures that scatter in a bunch of different directions. Uh, at one point, there is sort of a hissing snake. But you think, ah, that's really far away, and then it goes sprawling and jumps at you. Um, I assume you all like dodge or fire covering fire or something like that. Oh yeah, just yeah. split up, let it spring off into the distance. Oh well, yeah. it's an orbit now. Like wow, yeah, that's we, have, we, we have the obligatory like, ooh, what a cute flower, and then like I snatch my hand back as the teeth retract. <laughs> yeah, carnivorous plants. Yeah, some asteroids well, are light enough you like, could stumble and go into orbits. Well, and since the gravity is kind of low, there would be like plants that look like they're kind of viney, but they can rise up and snatch at you. But no, but you all have at least two successes. So uh, you trek through the wilderness and eventually get to the city uh, itself. Uh, um, 
Well, you don't want to get, uh, do you want to sneak into the city or do you want to like say hello? Uh, or do you want to use your presence and say, you know, we're here to colonize? I mean, they saw us land, so the jig is up. Yeah, the, the idea here, I think, is that we, I would like us to announce our presence and to be known. Uh, Lancer, you're actually a fair diplomat. I could certainly go in there and impress them. I don't think we want to do that until things go sour. So do you want to introduce yourself using negotiation or using presence? Uh, negotiation. Oh, deceit is not an option? <laughs> What's not an option? Deceit. Deceit. Um... What would you tell them? What, what lie would you tell them? We do you want to pretend to be God? Where are your gods now? Come on, Ralph. Be- you know that they made a law specifically against that particular lie. Oh, that was the best uh, episode. Yeah, you're a guardian spirit these days. That was the best episode of Orville. We could tell them anything. They won't know. Yeah. I'll be John. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm flashing back to Johnny Quest because I'm that old. Um... Uh, so yeah, you could also use deceit and tell them you're somebody you're not. What would you like no, to do? No, we we want to do this fairly. Like we're not gonna lie to these poor folk and tell them that we're gods. What is this we you speak of? Yeah, Lancer, you have the most charisma out of any of us, honestly. Go ahead and give them a good uh howdy, I suppose. Um, okay. All right. Come uh, on, give us give us your best howdy. One success. This is a, it's an okay howdy. Um howdy. Um, well, uh, you're not immediately killed, but yeah, the, um, the Saturnians, despite the fact that they are large, uh, also have wing and arms and can fly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they will keep their distance and look nervous. And so, yeah, I stretch out my hands. I go, wanna weak, wanna weak, mini bomb. <laughs> if you know that reference. We're progressive here in space. Um, Unfortunately, being an alien species of first contact, none of them speak your language. You're going to have to need somebody uh, who is an expert in alien languages to be able to communicate with them. We definitely brought our brightest minds for this, didn't we? I mean, I do have my, I do have a fairly high academics score. <laughs> All right, we'll make a roll of mind and academics. It's funny, too, because even though you're from the past, that wouldn't affect how you communicate with aliens at all. Yeah, that's true. It's a new experience for everybody. Once again, one more success. Okay, uh, the aliens will, uh, um, at first they were just kind of nervous when you come in peace, one of them will land, and like I said, they're all giants, which basically means they're pretty much the same size as Boris. Hi. <laughs> Actually staring uh, them face to face. They you are, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they are, I haven't gotten a cropped picture, but yeah, there are a bunch of giant lizard people uh, flying dinosaurs with wings. Uh, the alien will make a large, uh, sound of, like, guttural grunts and burping noises at you. Okay. I, 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 with one success, you can see they're trying to open some kind of negotiation, but you're sitting there going, man, I, I, you know, uh, If uh, only we had some sort of clever inventor who could fashion up a universal translator out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, Corvus. Hey. Conceivably, oh, I, 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 I dial into my radio, Doctor Corvus. We kind of need your help. Could you like design a universal translator that we could use through oh, the radio? Doctor Corvus has already built an engine that allows you to analyze intelligence and interpret it. It's the okay. place right here. So yeah, we're gonna need oh, your computer brain. Seems to me that the thing to do here 
would be to take the radio that I have on my uh, wristwatch, and I'll take that off, and I'll put it on... Sorry, what was the little kid's name again? I didn't take any time to memorize it. I'm Wally. Wally? (laughs) Small Wally here, and I'll put it on his wrist, and then I'll pick Small Wally up, and I'll put him in the chair... And have the oh, he walking with us, or is he on the ship? Can we confirm that? You he left, left him, him on the ship, ship. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so as he scr- ignore the screaming over the radio as the needles penetrate his skull, and he oh. will be able to translate over you the radio. So, just keep your radios on, and you'll hear should his we... voice translating the message back. Wally says, Look, I know this is a future based in the 1950s, but should we be sharing needles like this? <laughs> <laughs> Don't okay. worry, son of the raccoon. We're gonna. Just, I'm just gonna ignore what's going on in the background there. <laughs> Big wide-eyed raccoon. What what was his job again, uh, Ralph? Space Patrol. Okay, so he doesn't actually have uh, academics. No, but he has 66 to assist. <laughs> but with 66 to help assist him, four four successes. That's still four successes. Uh, and uh, I got to roll for the radio. The radio works. <laughs> that would be embarrassing to do all this brain dancing, and then the radio breaks down. I have a solution, you guys. <laughs> Just like how, you know, uh, it, it's a shame that this technology doesn't work as well as the future, I say, as I crashed two minutes before the stream started. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, so you get them, uh, and you have Lance. You have one success. So your goal is to get them talking as much as possible. Yep. So you try to get some more words. Uh, but yes, eventually um, uh, the um, the Saturnian uh, uh, that Wally will say, "Well, I, I can't really understand. Uh, I can get kind of the gist. It all makes sense now. I understand now. Uh, it sounds like he's saying you're not like the other people who the you're not like the bad man who came from the sky right tell him listen we're here to find the bad men and get rid of them so if you can help us we can help each other and we can make the world a better place uh the alien will explain you can keep the bad men we just want uh our mates and children back <sighs> ah then that's what we'll do we'll get your mate and children back if you help us find them oh okay uh, but everyone points up Ask them what they know about these bad men and where they live. The bad yeah. men uh, came uh, with um, uh, with weapons. They had steel rocks that could emit deadly rays. Uh, they came uh, uh, and um, uh, took some of us uh, uh, past uh, the Great Waste and mm. some of us into the sky. Apparently they wanted something that's over there in the waste where no plants uh, or animals uh, uh, are found. We don't go there because there's no plants or animals there. So there's nothing to eat and nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they're looking for? Uh, we don't understand any of you. You wear rocks uh, and somehow <laughs> squeeze them to make rays come out. I've been squeezing rocks all my life. Deadly rays never come out of that. <laughs> I, feel, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. I, we, we are a peaceful people who don't know violence save for internecine warfare and the way we tear animals apart with their teeth. Surely a noble piece. <laughs> we use every part of the space dinosaur. So let me just let me just clarify that your women and children were taken out into space, not into this wasteland. I'm glad you asked to clarify because I said mates and children, not women. And children. 
Well, mates and children. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, uh, they took some of them uh, to the uh, waste expanse and they took some of them uh, into the sky. Uh, they have a giant rock that shoots fire that does whatever uh, they want it to do. Where did that go? They all point up. Just into the void, right? So it's oh, out there. Point, but also, Ralph will tell you that not, they're, they're not just they're, they're pointing up, but they're pointing in a specific direction. Is it Sinope? It's Sinope. Okay. All right. You're going to back away from my cat's water dish. It's hissing at me. So this is actually very good information. Uh, some of them are still in the asteroid, and we could try to rescue them. But we now also know that they have that they're probably doing their main project over on that moon. Well, yes. yeah. I mean, you don't know. Uh, I mean, you can see there's life here, but you also don't know if there's rare metals, uh, you know, mm-hmm. noble gases or transuranics here. There, this, I, I mean, I can't get over how many Earths would fit in this ring. Right. It, well, how about this number? How about this? We send the wing. We send the wings of whoever out to the wasteland to get those people, and we'll go infiltrate the moon base and figure out what's going there because we have the self ship. And wings do, uh, and wings do have the warship. Seven hundred Earth. Thanks, Doctor Quasar. That's my vote. I say we yeah, send you the math faster than I could. Okay. I say, so- I say we send our wingmen out to to rescue the people from the wasteland because they have the obvious warship, and we take the stealth ship to the Sinope and we infiltrate the pirate base. If you could rescue my mate, says the Saturnian. Uh, here, I will give you my best rock for good luck. They give you uh, a, 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 a nice shiny, nice shiny quartz crystal. <laughs> I yep. will try. I will. I will treasure this and use this to defeat your enemies. And I, I, I feel like a... I have to do a rock exchange now. Here, you can have my rock, much like their rocks. It can shoot deadly lasers out at the things you want. Sure, I'm like, you sure you want to give him that, Captain? I'm not using it. Besides, I'm keeping the pistol. It runs out of ammo. Uh, so I'll oh, give them a ray gun. Yeah, ray guns don't run out of ammo. Exactly. I have a pistol. <laughs> okay, thank so, you. Uh, so I give them the ray gun. That and I, 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 I walk them through a quick gun safety course. Like, don't point so, at anyone you don't want to kill. You can use this to defend yourself in the future. From yeah, don't wow. point this at anyone you don't want to vaporize. You know, <laughs> please practice proper gun safety. <laughs> they're giants, so they have these giant hands, so they can barely get the. Oh, no, I have that same problem, too. What you want to do is you want to, like, keep your pinky out, you know, like you're drinking tea. Oh, I got to introduce you to tea sometime. <laughs> they debate for a moment whether they want to give it to one of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> kids, we're going to eat well tonight. All right. Okay, so you're going to go ahead and uh, so you're going to brief the wings of Spinrad on what you saw. Right. Yep. I'll go up and I'll speak with Captain Lucille personally and go, okay. all right, here's all the things that we saw. Uh, and we have a plan now. Uh, go ahead and make a roll of mind and questioning. Do you have any special abilities that make you a better storyteller? Uh, I am, in fact, a performer, and I do have a lot of presence. Wait, why are you a performer? I thought you were a space agent. I'm a daredevil. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll an extra d12 for performance. <laughs> so I have a whole uh, d12 on this now. Well, you've also got uh, your mind. Uh, yeah, I have a whole D4 for that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, well, I don't have questioning. Were, yeah, you were a star child uh, daredevil. Well, That's you have right. one success, which is good enough to give them an assist bonus. Okay. So it's like, you told us where it was, and we're going to go there, but now when we go there, we're going to roll an extra D8. Okay. 
So okay. I appraise them a plan. They're going to do that. We're going to let them go first because that should be a distraction. And if they send any sort of reinforcement over, uh, that would give us a cleaner shot to enter in and infiltrate. Good well, idea, Captain. With all, with all due respect, says uh, Captain Waltoner, uh, if we go in there and start shooting, uh, the space pirates are notorious for automatically radioing in immediately mm-hmm. uh, and, and telling their base. Also, from what you've described for me, whatever this, you know, because of the nature of this ring here, uh, that sort of wasteland does have a direct radio and ultrawave sightline to Sinope Station. Mm-hmm. We probably wouldn't be able to jam their connections. We should probably wait uh, until your ship goes to investigate Sinope before we make a big stink. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So we'll do our infiltration first, and we'll try to give you a signal or wait for the explosion, I suppose. Well, yeah, we'll wait. Uh, I mean, you guys do some calculations. Okay, we're going to wait three hours, and if we don't hear from you, we're going to go ahead and go in. Right. So we have three hours to conduct our mission. Uh, best of luck, Captain Julius. Good luck, Captain Blaskowitz. We're all counting Captain on you. Captain Lucille, actually. <laughs> Captain Lucille, yeah. We're all, we're all counting on you. All right. Okay, so you all resume your seats. Uh, Blaskowitz, are you in the captain chair or the co-pilot chair? Uh, I am in the captain chair right now. Okay, Lancer, you are the pilot, and I'm assuming you want to be sneaky. So there's going to be a role of mind, transport, and evasion. Mind, transport, evasion. You may also roll a bonus 66. 66. Gotta take Wally out of it. No, I can't go back to being a smooth brain. I had Galaxy Brain. I understood everything. Every meme was mine. Nope, nope. My turn to to have the Galaxy Brain. It's mine by force. (laughs) Nothing problematic happens. Just yanking them out from the needles while it's still operational, right? Three successes. Wow, you're a terrible pilot. RNG doesn't love me today. Actually, since this is transport and that's a lot of ones, you could re-roll those. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite use of transport? Uh, just uh, well, that's flying, flying difficult, stunty maneuvers. <laughs> you could choose your favorite use of transport is the problem child, and I'll let you re-roll yes. one of the ones. Because one of them? Yes, you'll be invisible, but uh, with three ones, you're just, I guess the reason why they didn't find you is because you went totally the wrong direction. Uh, so go ahead and re-roll There's still one. three successes so far. Right? <laughs> uh, go ahead and re-roll one one. Well, but the beauty of the cardinal engine is that we can say if these dice score successes, it counts for this, and if these dice score successes, they count for that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I rolled it. So, rolled an eight. so at first, when you're flying, uh, one thing you discover is even though Saturn looks like a ring, that's from a distance. From close up, it's a bunch of rocks all close together, which means when you're flying through space, there's a lot of rocks and micro debris. At first, you're caught off guard as they start to slam into you, and people uh, and the dramatic music swells in the background as you roll three ones, and people say, like, oh, no. But you're like, ah, easy girl, hold together, because it's my favorite use. as flying dramatically. You see me kick a side panel for a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, uh, well, the good news is when you roll all ones, there's not a lot of sixes in there, is there? Uh, if three sixes show up, something really weird happens because uh, you're using a wondrous device. Is there a reason so, why we want to use uh, sixes for that? Uh, the uh, odds of rolling... Uh, well, the three six rule is easy to understand. Like, three sixes is bad. Well, I know we've and, used uh, that in Iron Claw, but didn't we uh, use fours for Vital Hearts? 
We use fours in Vital Hearts because four is an unlucky number in Japan, but we use sixes in Urban Jungle. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, uh, the choosing any number is similar to any other one in this case. As well, as it's uh, still fours are more likely because they can show up on D4s instead of D6s. But sure. I, I think when you tell people if three sixes show up, that's bad. People can intuitively understand that. Right. And it does Although, have a nice side. Just throwing yeah. out there, we're already looking for ones anyway. We're ingrained to look for ones. What if it's three ones? I like it when it's three sixes because it means that you could still succeed, but something bizarre happens at the same time. Uh, yeah, Raph, always like... pushing the mark of the devil. I see it. Mark of the beast. I see where it yeah. is. Um, and, yeah, and three sixes is also on 66. The odds of three sixes showing up is about 50-50. Plus, so... you know, just, plus, it's just nice to have a whole homage to the satanic panic. So you... um. Uh, yeah, apparently you are radar invisible, so you will get closer to, uh, oh, I forgot to move the thing, didn't I? Sinope. Is that how you actually pronounce it? I think it's, it's Sinope Station. It can't be Sinope, or it's Greek, so it's gotta be, it's gotta be pronounced like Greek. Uh, uh, people can correct us later. We'll just abbreviate it to Simp Station. Um, but yeah, but as you approach, okay... Uh, with only one success, you get closer to Snope Station. Uh, and you can see that there are... Um, Three. Yeah, you can see on the surface of the planet that there is indeed a radar dish that's pointed uh, uh, in this... Uh, an automated radar dish that's making sweeps. But somehow the... Force here, thank you. But however, uh, the... Um, uh, yeah, your ship is uh, somehow eludes detection. Apparently, the glucinium polishing has made you invisible to radar. The bad news is, as you get closer to the radar dish, you discover this is an automated radar station. Uh, it's relaying its signal somewhere else, and with only one success, uh, it doesn't look like that signal is local because this actually is broadcasting it. Okay, what do I do? What do I have to roll to figure out where it's going? Well, uh, we would need somebody to go ahead and man the sensory station. And to try and make a roll of mind, academics, and observation. Ralph can do that. Ralph, you're our man. <clears throat> Get another good hit of that chair while you're at it. You, if you want to use the brain enhancer, let me know. I mean, I could use I the brain enhancer. You're going to use the brain enhancer for bonus yep. 66. Great. Everyone's going to get holes punched in their head. That's what I love about you guys. It's like, yeah, something horrible happens. You roll three sixes. Really? Give me more of that. So... Let's see what we get. And we wait patiently, see the dice come up. Oh my god, so dramatic. I can't stand it. <laughs> Signal there we go. Let's go. Butter in a, hey, you got a one there. You butter butter that. <laughs> Be spotting traps. Well, uh, academics is my favorite in academics is medicine. Is what? Medicine. Medicine? Okay. So, so Mr. Thomas is saving us medicine by not having to use it. Oh, I'm not going to make you re-roll that because I feel like it's not i'm just being mean yeah no uh apparently uh this radar dish they built here is large enough to do sweeps for stuff uh first of all the first thing you notice with the radar dish is it's built out of stolen parts uh it, it it looks you know not like a smooth thing but like a lot of like different metals bolted together mm -hmm. um but if you had to guess uh it's relaying from this transmitter there's a space station that's actually uh orbiting uh, Sinope Station. You tell that to John Lancer, and John Lancer goes ahead and makes a roll of speed observation transport. And are you a team player? Yes, I am. And a bonus D12. 
to try and find where that is. Ooh. You said speed, observation. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Speed, evasion, and transport, because I assume you don't want to be seen. Technically, there is a six six in my successes, and that's there are a total of six successes. No, it's uh, it's just the dice. Don't get don't don't think too hard. All right, I'm just trying to help you out, sir. You are technically help me out to hurt you. You want me to hurt you? What is wrong with you people? Give me more. So here we go. Sorry about that. Speed. All right, right, speed evasion. So this is speed evasion. Ooh. And this is uh, transport plus the deep 12s. Ugh, that's well, that's something. One success. All right, that is only one success. You're a little worried that even though your ship is radar invisible, that uh, you'd have to be visual invisible. And with one success, you're a little afraid that uh, if you approach a space station in the void of space, you might be visibly seen from your rocket plume. Do you want to spend your personality to try and roll an extra dot? Yes. You may Never roll a do. bonus D12. Your personality is cocky. There's no way they know you're coming. <laughs> you can still re-roll the one because you did roll transport and you're on the ship. Yes. yes. You may let, me re-roll re-roll, let me re-roll that one then. Let's do it. Because your favorite there ship. There you go. There you go. Okay. With two successes, uh, you will be able to uh, approach the station. Um at first, you can see, like, uh, by triangulation and looking for the broadcast signal in there, um, you know, th- this obviously was a station they built here for people to detect it. But also, radar is active. So if you can hear a radar, you can go where it is. That's why this relays once it finds something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will then find orbiting Snoopy is when you first, it looks kind of like it's an artificial satellite. As you approach closer, you wonder, is that a space station? But no, as you approach even further, uh, it is a strange orbiting uh, it, a device made out of like metal and crystal. Uh, it looks like the rocks that you saw back on, um, you know, the rings of Saturn. Only someone has made it into like a cone shape, and then they've bolted vents uh, and what looks to be uh, engines on one side of it. And even though I said it's a cone, there's a hollow section in the front of it that's all kind of uh, honed out. And uh, inside it, uh, it is polished to, to where it reflects the starlight with a strange sheen, a sign of glucinium polishing. I that's no, that's the no moon. They're making. And that's this no moon. That's a station. <laughs> yeah, this is battleship sized. Uh, it, it, it's on a huge scale. Uh, and every now and then you can see uh, little lights pinpointing on it. Because there are people in uh, spacesuits uh, doing work on it, welding stuff or moving rocks. Okay, where do you want us to go, Captain? Uh, we got to get onto that thing and disable it. Uh, make your best judgment, Lancer. As All a right. captain, I defer responsibility. <laughs> okay, so I guess I maneuver this thing near a place where no one is working from so that we can mm-hmm. dock. Uh, that's right. a tricky uh, proposition. You could try to move close enough to where you think you could do a spacewalk, or you could try to get close enough to um, anchor yourself to it, which would basically be getting close enough to land on it, which would be very, which would be very difficult to do um, using engines to not be seen, but not impossible. 
It would also be a lot easier to use if you had some sort of brain-enhancing device. Okay. I finally, I look at the stupid thing, and I go, all right. I get on the, I get on the stupid chair, okay. and I'm like, ow! This gets better. The chair itself is the captain's position. It's not any of the con positions. So you'd have to go to the chair, figure all this out, and then use your remote devices to pilot the ship. All right, so what do we roll? Well, you're cocky. I like that. Uh, I need you to make a roll of uh, speed, will, transport, and a bonus 66. Speed, will, transport. If necessary, I can help go by with this. We'll see what happens. Speed, will, transport, uh, 66. Something tells me this is not going to end well. This will be the crash. Wow, you're not rolling good at all, man. No, man, just a bunch of ones. However, I was worried that I was going to roll six, six, three sixes. Uh, go ahead and roll Actually, another D8 because this is your you, you. This is your favorite ship to pilot, so you can re-roll one of those D8s because it's uh, it came up one. That's hilarious. What's keeping you immune from backfires that you're rolling so ones. crap? Oh, I do like the I co-pilot's like assistance too. though. It's another success. <laughs> and do um, I get an assist from Blastoids no. too? I'm just like, I've never tried doing this. This is actually insane. I should put this into my stunt routine. Okay. Just to point and this out, though, though, I... both times, both times that you've used the chair now have been the majority of your successes. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's the, uh, Dr. Corvus, what's the breakdown on remote control? Is that D8 or D12? Uh, shoot, hold on. You're going to make me look this up, aren't you? Uh, no, I mean, I have it open. I just got to, sorry, I got some, so many tabs. It's a D12. You got there faster than I did. I'm literally just know, there so now. Roll a d12. All right. That's an extra success. Um, oh, no, wait. No, it's just a breakdown die. Okay. So you get in the seat, hit this, and suddenly, like, in your head, you can see all the different approach vectors. This one would kill the ship. This one would spin. You can see all the possibilities, all of them at once. Um, but, yeah, you hit the engine, thrust there, and your ship gets really close and then bangs into... One of the the good news is because there's all those rocky outcroppings, it's not smooth. Um, uh, you can, um, sorry, I just blanked there for a moment. Uh, you can find a, a quieter place to land in normal, uh, in, because this ship is built, it's built out of some sort of crystal uh, structure, it's all irregular on the outside. You think this might not be practical for a ship, but apparently it's huge. Ooh. Yeah, they're probably using some natural resource they found, and just building it straight on top of it. Yeah, it's weird. it's like no rock that you've ever seen before. Uh, you have successfully landed on part of the giant uh, space orbiting structure. Um, sorry, I was going to open a window, and I think that window actually crashed a while ago, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> um, so, uh... Okay, sorry, I'm going to see if I can refind it. There we go. Okay, so uh, now that you've landed in the giant crystalline structure, um, Captain Blaskowitz, what are you going to do? All right, everybody, load up in your astro suits. We're going out there. Even you, Corvus. Why do I need to go out there? Well, you have that atomic Tommy gun, right? No, I took that apart. Why would you ever do that? It shoots miniature nuclear missiles. To make the chair. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, I still want you there because I'm going to need you to probably help Ralph take apart whatever's in there. Or, let's just throw this out there as an idea, you could tell me where to aim the missile and we could destroy it all. I'm sure it's going to have some sort of 
weird weakness, like a tube or something, right to a reactor, or... Uh... All right, then, Corvus. You're on plan, no negative repercussions. The rest of us are on absolutely nothing can go wrong. Wally, I definitely want to come with you this time. You're coming with us, too. Put on that suit. Well, I brought my own. Exactly. All right, but um, I want to slow it up, and we're going to head out. We got to find a way in, or to stop this. Uh, we did requisition for an extra ray gun for Wally. Well, it's standard equipment, so yes. Yes, arming children. Why not? I may be young, but they still let me bring a gun. Old enough to work at the workhouse. Old enough to carry a gun. Yep. <laughs> so you'll all get out uh, and examine. Uh, there's the weird crystal structure, as I mentioned. It looks similar to the rocks that you saw uh, back on Saturn. Uh, but the weird part is where your ship hit against it, uh, and then you fired the anchor piton to go ahead and get stuck in it. The crystal where, where your ship kind of slammed into it and the skids of your little runners went, you can see that the crystals have already started like ice to sort of slightly grow over the landing gear. Oh, that's going to be good. Corvus, well, you're on the ship, so keep an eye on it. Don't let us get too anchored down. I like sets by the parent missile for launch, so you just take the... I was going to ask you, so you've disabled the safety, right? Oh, that's all handled by its new cybernetic brain. (laughs) I'm setting it up so it's an ease-to-launch system. I've, you know, opened the hatch. Oh, wait, no, don't open the hatch. I take that back. I have not stopped talking yet, so it hasn't happened. Open the hatch, that's an opening where the radio, uh, the radar, would be able to detect the ship. Uh, you also have a problem that you're in a spaceborne structure that doesn't really have a lot of gravity to it, uh, that you can go ahead and walk on its surface because it does have metal. So if you have astro outfits, you can walk on the metal parts of it. The crystal parts, not so much. Uh, they are hard. Uh, the thinner parts of the crystal, like the thin little tops of them, those are easy to break off. But the uh, thicker bits are a bit more solid. And um, actually, the thicker bits, yeah, they do have some sort of magnetism to them. So you find that your boots will actually give you reasonably good purchase. It's just an irregular surface. Um, earlier, when you got here, you saw that there were protrusions. So I should make a note there's protrusions. You saw workers on the outside in suits doing stuff. Uh, and you also saw apertures that might actually be ways of entry. You could look for one of those three things or do a fourth thing I haven't mentioned. A uh, quick question about the workers. They don't have to be giant Saturnians inside of Astro suits. Uh, no, they were no- mostly normal size. Some of them were larger than others. They look like terrestrials. All right. So they are almost certainly pirates of some kind uh, or something else. Uh, I'm going to probably say, as long as we have the element of surprise, we probably shouldn't just pop up to the workers and go, hey, we're here, and then find out that they're actually working for uh, uh, working for the pirates. So what do you want to do? What do you want to look for? Doors. Uh, we have the apertures. I say we start with those. Okay. I'd like you, um, I'd like everyone to go ahead and make a roll of mind and evasion. You get a bonus d12 if you have the stealth. Oh, finally, two no successes. Invasion. Yeah, Lancer is like, yeah, I know how to do this. I <laughs> stumbled into success. You sneak better than Lancer is flying. I can't wait till those dice come up. Oh, I'm so anxious. Sorry, I just gotta look up how many evasions I get as uh, Wally. So many to count. Oh, I'm Wally. Wally's a raccoon. I think raccoons get evasion. They do. Uh, I forget if they get stealth or not. 
They don't. And I'm going to sacrifice one of my successes to help Wally. Okay. All right. Uh, Wally goes ahead and rolls a bonus D12 because you're our team player. On Wally. You can do it. Okay. Lancer, you're the one with two successes. As you guys are walking around, uh, there are a fair number of workers around. Uh, you can see that they are, you know, not only working with... Um, um, actually, Lancer doesn't really know what space pirates look like because he's new to the core. But you can see there's definitely workers walking around. Uh, they're using atomic torches, so they uh, the welding torches don't actually need a hose to any sort of tank or anything. Uh, they they seem to be moving metal bits from carts. Every now and then they stop and look around. Lancer, you easily elude them, and you find what looks like a very modern-looking airlock. Okay. Um, I think we got something for it. Do you have any uh, craft skill? No, I don't. All right. Why don't you go ahead and make a roll of body and craft to see if you can open it? Could I assist him well, with the radio? Well, actually, shouldn't I just point to the safe cracker to yeah, crack Yeah, you're, you're right here, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> with uh, one success, you guys have lewd detection, but you can't actually get close to the airlock without being seen. Now, Lancer, who is at the airlock, says it's over here and immediately tries to get Ralph to come on over. Ralph, I want you to roll a single D8 because, Lancer, you're not a team player, are you? Lancer is. Oh, wait, is Lancer a team player? I'm a team player. Oh, sorry, bonus D12. Got an eight. All right. Yeah. That's good enough to get Ralph to come on over there. Ralph, you have craft and sabotage. You can get this airlock open. I'm not going to make you roll. Okay. Uh, you quickly get it open, and everyone, uh, um, uh, I'll roll for Wally. Everyone else quickly rolls a D12. I rolled I up. <laughs> okay. I, I, I rolled, uh, yeah, I rolled uh, a D112 and came up eight. So I'm not doing much better than you guys. <laughs> I'm willing to just accept that result. Um. You guys sneak into the airlock and the guy looks, huh? Thought I heard something in space. Normally you think I couldn't hear anything in space because it's a vacuum, but they're walking on the same substance I am. And that tremor would come on over to me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you get inside. And once again, this is the bizarre nature of the structure uh, where it's um, uh, both a um, uh, it's both a steely battleship that's got steel parts in it at odd plates that are all welded together like some stupid 80s G.I. Joe or Transformers cartoon. But then creeping in the plates uh, are little bits of the green-bluish crystal like it's, that is constantly growing, even cannibalizing parts of the ship. So it's a weird-looking Frankenstein-type hallway if Frankenstein was into Himalayan crystals. <laughs> well, certainly very, very bizarre. I guess we got to see how far this goes. It it is a battle station. It's got to have different posts and rooms and uh, engines and things like that going on. So I suppose do we'll you see want what to stay to. together or do you want to split up? I'm going to suggest we stay together. All right, you'll all start looking around. Uh, I would like all of you to make rolls of mine, evasion, and transport. Evasion because I think you don't want to be seen, and transport because, like you just said, well, it's a ship. Mm-hmm. We should use our ship-based knowledge. Uh, what are you looking for, Captain Blaskowitz? Uh, good question. What should we be looking for here? We definitely need to find where the uh, where the total mass converter is. So it would have to be somewhere on a ship that probably isn't used by something else, or in a weapon position, because that's where we think it's going to be used, or an engine position, because they want to use it as propulsion. Your guess might be that because you could see there was an open-faced cylinder that had glucinium polishing in it, it would be near that or in that, if right. it's even here. Yeah. 
I thought it might actually be that as the weapon, uh, but I didn't want to just drop straight down the barrel of the gun, you know, so. Oh, hey, I have three successes. Oh, you're not on the, you're not in the chair anymore, Lance. No, 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 I just ignore the last mark when I had to cut the yeah. So I only got two successes. Okay. So you basically, most of you only have one success, though. So as you guys are tromping around, the good news is there don't be a lot of people inside the battleship itself. Um, you know, Ralph can't stop get resist taking out his voltmeter and tapping on the wall. A lot of these conduits are empty. So this doesn't appear to be in uh, um, sort of battle-ready operations. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you keep thinking, well, if we're on the, if we penetrate the outside of the ship and it's a cylinder, we should probably get inside and then that way it might be forwards. So you start feeling your way around and it's also really dark. You have to either get out your flashlights or move around. And one thing that makes it difficult when you use your artificial light is there's weird crystal growths everywhere. Some of them have been sanded. There's also dust areas where people have hammered them into shape. So they're trying to control or moderate the dust. But other times every now and then you'll shine a flashlight when the crystal growths uh, and lights will spread everywhere. Um, but as you're wandering through the lower decks, um, Blaskowitz has three successes. We don't only have one. Is that right. an answer? Uh, yeah. What happened? Yeah, Lancer's got. Just I'm looking. One. I'm looking for your. No, I have, two, I have two successes. Oh well, I thought the 66 doesn't count. Yeah, but oh, I was successful. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. So you guys are you guys are pretty stealthy. Okay. So like one success, you would get caught. You you, you would get caught by a vigilant guard. Two well, successes. We roll that transport die to try to get an extra favor. Um, goes. You look at Wally. He got all four, all three fours there. Okay. But yeah, you already have a uh, an amazing amount of them. Okay, you'll get to um, a larger uh, chamber. Uh, in fact, yeah, you'll actually get straight to. Um, uh, even though you pass through an airlock, uh, you decide to avoid the air compressed areas because you're looking for an open space. So all your helmets are up. Um, but when you get to, um, I-, I guess eventually you'll get to a larger cylindrical chamber. Uh, like when you like walk under a deck and pass it like this you can see uh it's it's like goes on for like several stories above you or in front of you i guess relatively uh to where it's all like the edges are shiny starlight keeps coming in and it keeps glowing on it the actual cylinder itself looks um at the bottom it looks like they're still putting in plates but the middle and the front looks complete you know this because there's no crystals growing on it but at the base of it uh, is another sort of mechanism that's a bunch of parts that are all like, they don't look like they're assembled yet, but they're large engine blocks. And next to them, you can see one single technician who's assembling something as you watch. Do you let them finish or do you interrupt them? They don't seem to notice you. Uh, I think it's time to interrupt them. Uh, this is still a vacuum, so announcing surrender isn't going to be a thing. Um... Well, you can you can radio their helmet. You can use shortwave radio to talk to them. That's true. So I'll go ahead and I'll have out my gun and I will go ahead and uh, demand a surrender. It's like I'd I'll... like to make a roll of body, will, and presence. You need an extra d12 if you have the guts. I sure do. I'm also really big. Um. Well, you're you're surprising me, so I'm only going to give you the guts. All right. Fair enough. So do It's going to be this because I prepared scare ahead of time because I knew it was going to get some use. That is three good successes and nines. Okay. Uh, there is a snort from surprise from the boar. 
when you uh, you know move to surprise them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and give me your threat. Yeah, put them up and step away from the machine. We know what's going on here. They will stand up, and unless you stop them, they'll turn around. Okay, they can turn around to face us. Okay, she turns around to look at you. You can see that, you know, it, it apparently is a woman boar uh, behind the little space helmet. She's surprised as, uh, uh, my stars, you're the space patrol. Wait, I think I know who you are. We found your kid. Huh? That's a stereotype. I've never seen you before. I mean, this is a different person. Uh, yeah, but uh, if I recall right, the kid we rescued was a boar, and his parent had been kidnapped for working to, to work for the space pirates. Is that correct? But she says she hasn't seen you before. This is actually a different person. Random oh, okay. generator just came up with the same species. Dang. Okay. Well, I was really thinking that was a connection there. All right. I know. So... I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so, space patrol. Excellent. This will simplify everything. What do you I'm mean? here to help you, she Have says. They... All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and go. So they captured you too. I understand. We're here to rescue you then. You're not here to rescue me. You're here to destroy this entire device. That's right. That's part of the job. You'll need my help. It's too enormous uh, um, you know, uh, to take apart. Just one small team of yourself. This, uh, many of the components here are, are resistant to a conventional atomic weaponry. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely listen to her, and I guess I should ask: uh, Is she actually being truthful? Is this actually just a captive scientist? Or... Make a roll of mind and questioning. Yeah, hey, that's stuff I don't have. I don't think anyone has questioning. It sounds trustworthy to me. I'm totally telling you the truth. I believe you. That's what I'm doing right here with this device. I'm going. Uh, uh, I'm going ahead to set up a resonant feedback. Uh, uh, interocitor that will, of course, uh, cause these very crystals to shake themselves apart. Ah, you scientists and your technobabble. Well, if you get started on it, let's get it going and we'll get you out of here. I could use some help. Uh, what do you, what do you need? Uh, I would need someone to, um, uh, if someone could give me an assist bonus by rolling mind and craft questioning. Uh, Ralph, you sound like just the sort of person to do this. You're building a device, not taking it apart, so you don't get sabotage. Right. <laughs> uh, poor Boris needs some questioning. And it's okay. just, I don't have questioning. That's my excellent. are not triggered to him. I just and you're it. a team player. So she no, I'm not a team player. I'm oh, sorry. Well, she'll say, okay, I need you to hook this wire into that one. There. Excellent. And uh, as you guys watch, no one comes by to interrupt you. She'll throw a switch, and there's a a resonant hum that resonates through the floors. Um, after that, um, uh, about a minute later, uh, a bunch of emergency lights will come on, and I guess whatever passes for on the radio for an emergency siren will say, alert, alert, we are under attack. Cursed your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yes. Well, if what she said is right, its place is going to blow. Yeah, she, she'll just smile, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and uh, say, excellent. Uh, you've, uh, thank you so much for your, uh, for your help. You've done a grand and glorious service in scope beyond your own understanding. Uh, wait, what? What am I not understanding here? That you've only, uh, a sh- uh, your loss was inevitable. You've only succeeded in speeding it along. 
what? No, I've been tricked. <laughs> you're working. <laughs> you're working with Captain Zaklon the whole time. Curses. No, uh, Zaklon. You think I would work for a small-minded, selfish provincial like that? I'm here for a, a more glorious cause. Within minutes, uh, our own fighter ships will descend upon this place and uh, and take this glorious device for the true masters, the Thermionic Empire. Not that I have something to say about it. Uh, just gonna knock her out. <laughs> it's just dramatic knocking out. She's just a scientist. I, I uh, assume there's, there's no just a scientist. She's only been to the Olympics three times. Yeah, I don't know if if that actually would go ahead and start a fight. Now's the time. Well, do you want to shoot her or something? Uh, like I said, I'm just punching her and knocking her out. Oh, you're gonna punch her? Okay, she's gonna try dodge. Or I guess this is technically wrestling. So picking her up and throwing her to the ground. Okay. Uh, uh do that is do to do. Bam. Okay. That's six and a five. Oops. And I uh, well, I dodge. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> scientist has moves. Three-time Olympic wrestling champion. All right, I reach, I lurch out to try to grab her and stop all this. And, right, uh, you lurch to try to get her, but she dodges. I need everyone else who's here to go... Actually, I need everyone else, including Dr. Corvus, to go ahead and roll mine and observation, because that's your initiative dice. Okay, I have one success. Uh, um, okay, so Lancer and Ralph, you may choose to draw weapons. Okay, I do uh, that. Roll that for uh, for Wally. Wally, yeah. Okay, I'll roll for Wally. Thank you. What's I'll going on? Look. Wally is caught unawares. Okay. Okay. So after the alarm goes off and you see them punch, the two of you can go ahead and take your turns. You have weapons ready. Uh, Ralph, uh, Lancer, you, an alarm is going off. Uh, you guys are standing out in the open next to uh, whatever device is this mysterious boar woman built. Mm-hmm. I'm so, thinking finding cover if I can do that while taking the focus turn so much better you want to find cover and what was that second thing hopefully be able to take a focus turn but I think the finding cover would would make that not possible uh, you are correct you either stand out in the open and focus or you get cover cover is more important okay. so you you run and hide behind <clears throat> cover uh, Lancer what do you do when you see the boss swing at this woman to miss um, we're not next to any sensitive equipment are we uh, you are a few paces away from the device that she built, which is doing something. Can I shoot the device? You can. Go ahead and roll to shoot it. Uh, you would go ahead and roll your shooting dice, which I believe is your speed, mind, and shooting. I hope you wrote that down. It's resistant to normal radioactives. It's like she said, and she wouldn't lie to us. The device attempts to dodge by being an inanimate device. Oh, man. Okay. Every You're as good at one. inanimate electronics as you are against animate electronics i can't shoot the sign of a freaking barn john uh when you miss and boy do you miss remember i mentioned yeah. there are crystal growths around here everywhere yeah. what uh, happens shoot and your atomic ray will hit one of the crystals and the the crystal will will glow and the atomic ray bounces off and hits another crystal and then hits another crystal i want everybody <laughs> to roll your speed vision <laughs> You, you want speed evasion? One success. It's your dodge. Uh, well, now I want to know who the lowest roller is. Uh, uh, seven, that would six, be me. <laughs> seven. No, you got an eight on yours. Oh, I got no, an eight. Okay. I haven't rolled for poor Wally. Oh, yeah. Poor Wally. Come on, Wally. Wally has a six. Wally, get down. Uh, Wally has a six. 
So uh, you and Boris are tied for a six. Boris, you're a giant. Uh, Boris, you were shot for two points of damage. Ah, no. It's a good thing I'm so big. Ah, so I need you to soak two points. Please Otherwise, I might feel that. And okay. And which one of those is the Astro suit die? The last one? The last one, yes. Okay, so your suit doesn't break. So you soak That's the damage, right. your suit doesn't break. Ah, Lancer, watch where you're firing. Um, Sorry, boss. Okay, the uh, the weird scientist born her turn will move to her toolbox and pull out a concealed weapon, a thermionic ray gun. <sighs> That's her turn. Yep. Because I have to get the gun out. Yeah, concealable. Okay, uh, it's your turn, Boris. All right. Uh, hey, I'm still adjacent to her, and she's reeling after pulling out that device, and I'm going to aim this time. Um, go ahead and bring it. I have a seven to wrestle her. That, that is, is seven two successes over. That, that is, is three damage, and I hold her. Uh, three damage. I need to go ahead and soak that. Uh, my suit doesn't break. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, Panic soak? Uh, no, I'm tapping my frenzy soak. <gasps> She's a secret agent. That's right. Yep. Ah, your cause is doomed. Uh, the eventually the third, this entire weapon will be in the hands of the Thermion Empire, and we will be unstoppable. I'm gonna turn to space dust. Um, okay, uh, Lancer, you're still standing out in the open. You missed the device. Do you want to try and shoot it again? No, this time I'm just gonna switch over to shoot the chick. Okay, uh, so let's try, go ahead. Try, try this again. <laughs> All right, go ahead and try to shoot her. She will try to dodge. Two successes. Highest uh, roll a is a six. I have a six, and you also have a six. That is a tie. I will claim cover from the giant who is currently grasping me. Shoot your captain again. Boris, I need you to roll a dodge. Unless you want to counter Dancer. No, no. I'm I'm just going to roll a d6 here. Oh, it's a tie. Uh, that means you're hit, because you're a giant. You can't claim cover from anybody here. I'm holding on to someone. Uh, since you are holding on to someone, would you say you can go ahead? Did you uh, just do like a reverse to... pivot and use her as cover? You can try to claim cover from her, but she already dodged, and you do, so we, there's no double jeopardy. You're both missed. That's true. So when okay. he tries to when he tries to shoot her, she worms in your grasp, and you go with her, and you roll over and over, and you're both missed. One of those right, slow mo like moments. Low gravity. <laughs> One of those slow mo moments where the shot goes between you. Yeah, that's exactly it. Zoom. We can be at this for a while. Uh, this shot does not do a do weird ricochet. Um, okay, um, uh, Ralph, you ran to cover. Did you want to take a focus turn, or did you want to do something else? Get closer to the device and then try to wreck the shit out of it. I need you to make a roll of speed, craft, and sabotage. Uh, Dr. Corvus, are you standing by, or are you uh, doing something? Yeah, I'm standing by. Okay. Yeah, we haven't set you a signal yet, but we should. Uh, you you... At the eight? Uh, no, you're fine. You just run over to it and rip some wires out and it's disabled. Do you want to disable it with extreme prejudice or just disable it? With the extreme prejudice. You tear all the cables and a short starts and it... it Come on, man. It. Don't be prejudiced against electronics. I am electronics. Uh, Wally hey, is going you to... You don't have feelings to notice it. Wally gets Fair. his gun out steps back up against a, like one of the incomplete crystal bulkheads and focuses. 
He says, I, I think I hear footsteps. Keep on guard, Wally. Uh, I believe that is all of our heroes. Rise of our villains. Uh, um, no, not my ultrawave radio. You're too late. The signal's already come out. You're, uh, they'll be here, and your fall is inevitable. Uh, she shouts, and then she is going to shoot. Um, yeah, she's going to aim and shoot. Um, she has to recover from reeling. That's right. I have to recover from being dazed. It's different in this game. I'll recover oh, from right. being and I'm going to shoot my grappler. Uh, grappler, how will you respond to this? Uh, hey, I'm going to try suplexing you. All right. Uh, I have an eight. And a number of sevens. It's a tie. Ah. It is a tie. I have two eights, so I will shoot you for three points of damage. Uh, I'm suplexing you for three points, uh, for plus okay. three damage. All right. Uh, uh, also, also, target escapes and is down. Uh, I will soak one of those, and uh, my suit doesn't break. And then, since I hit you, I recharge Frenzy Soak, so I'll tap Frenzy Soak again. She'll shout with pain, but she shoots you square in the chest. Uh, did you soak all two points? I've soaked two points. All right. Didn't you say it was three? Gotta watch out, because your suits could break down. Yeah, do you want to correct that? Is it two or three points? Uh, I shot you for three. All right, so I still need to soak one more. Uh, Thermionic ray guns do plus one damage, and I had two eights. That's two ties. Okay. Uh, In that case, I'm going to go ahead and tap Hurt Soak. Okay. So, Asian birds, walk them off, walk them off. (laughs) Okay. um, uh, Yes. And um, suddenly, uh, coming around the edge, uh, a space pirate appears in a spacesuit carrying a gun. I'm oh, sorry, carrying a uh carrying a knife. Cause like what's oh, going no. on? Thought I heard the alarm go off. Uh and then Wally sees him and what's uh Ralph, what's Wally's personality? Is he a spunky kid? Yes. Okay, Wally shoots him. Good shot, Wally. Uh unfortunately he dodges because he's at range. Zark! There's and... people coming says Wally. Uh, that is end of bad guys, rise of good guys. Captain, you were the closest to hostiles. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and aim and try to grab her again. Uh, she is going to counter shoot you. All right. So you pick her up and slam her on the ground. <laughs> oh. I'm not done with you. Back up. Yeah, you're lucky. That's a hit. Yeah, so that is going to be two damage total. Um... I will soak one of those, and I can't retap panic. Uh, sorry, frenzy stoke because it's already tapped. So oh, I thought uh, it just refreshed, or did she get hit again? She tapped it uh, the same turn. I, I, when we tied, I hit you, so it recharged, ah. and I soaked it, damaged to me, and suplexed me in the right. floor. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and tap astro soak, which I have. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, it only soaks one point, but still. Oof! And her her helmet cracks. Um, okay, uh, uh, you can hear pirate. You hear pirates coming. The one who came in was shot at and missed. He's about ten paces away from you. Uh, he's armed with a knife. Did, did, we, did we lose Hugo? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to someone else. Sorry. Um, I mean, well, it's Hugo and Ralph are up. Hugh, I mean, Hugo, you are standing out in the open. You can see the boss is trying to slam the thermionic agent, and pirates are starting to show up. All right, I start shooting at the pirates. <laughs> okay, so there's the one with a the knife. Go ahead and shoot at him. Ugh. 
Oh, finally. He has three, so all your fours are better or hits. That is a three-point yep. hit. About freaking time. Okay, hold on. I got to roll for his defense or his soak. Uh, he will soak a whopping two of those. So he looks like a... Um, yeah, he'll tap his panic soak. Zark! Ah! I've been shot! <laughs> so, ah! So it's covering fire when you shoot and the guy cowers. Uh, you have a second action coming up. Do you want to move somewhere? Do you want to... Yeah, I'll finally... I'll move to cover. Okay, and you move to cover. Okay. Ralph, uh, you are standing next to a pile of smoldering machinery or electronics. As it should be. I definitely want to get their attention away from Wally, so... Ralph that guy is... was really panicked. He, was, he didn't go down. Oh, he's panicked, so... Uh, you know, take a focus turn just in case I can fire upon the next guy that comes in. Roll your mind in academics, or mind in, sorry, mind in observation. Okay, your cause is lost, uh, shouts the mysterious agent. Uh, um, um, uh, the sooner you surrender, the sooner you will know peace. And she shoots uh, Blaskowitz. All right, well, she's currently held, so I'm going to try to crush her specifically. Yeah, you're going to try to crush her, I thought so. Okay. Yeah, nobody tells me what to do. I roll a nine. That you are is, so lucky. That is three total points of damage, and I'm still holding on to her. Okay. Uh, that's why you crushed her instead of suplexed her. That's right. Okay. Um. All right. I have to tap my distress soak. All of my allies that are near uh, here gain focus. So the one guy with the knife. No, he's not my ally. I don't actually work for these people. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, I tap my distress soak and say, ah, the Thurionic Empire will revenge me. And it does nothing because I have no friends. <laughs> uh, no one will hear your cries in space. Uh, and that was your counterattack. Uh, the guy know. who got shot uh, is going to move behind the wall and shout on his radios. They've got guns. We need people with guns down here. There's like, oh. oh, sorry, it's the space patrol because they saw you. Oh, boy. Things are starting uh, to get higher, Captain. So I would like to shoot him before he does all that with an interrupt. Uh, go ahead and take your shot. Do I have tactics? Eight due to range. Let's see it. Yeah, he, 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 uh, he's too fast for you. Oof. Okay, so he ducks and you shoot. And uh, Hold on. Uh, you will shoot the wall and the late and the atomic ray hits one of the crystals. I need everyone to roll speed deviation. No, not again. It's one Five. of those good old uh, don't shoot guns in the spaceship slash submarine Six. moments. Uh, uh, Wally has a four. Poor Wally. Ralph has a five. Is, is Wally really going to get redshirted in this session? Probably not, because we give uh, allies distress soak. Uh, Wally is panicked. Ah, I'm in it! Damn it. Yeah, Wally will tap panic soak before he taps distress soak. So, okay, uh, yeah, they'll land the atomic bounces around. That's why we didn't, that's why they didn't give us guns, by the way. Um, okay, and he goes back and calls for help. Okay, end of bad guys, rise of good guys. You're crushing the thermionic agent. Yes, that's right. With wrestling, I'm going to throw her up the shaft with zero G's and just out into space. Whether Why or not. She... Die? All right, she attempts to shoot you. Oh, no, that's a one on wrestling. I oh may my want God. To... I still succeeded. Wow. However, I may want to re 
uh, roll that anyway. Because I do have the ability to, and it's a D12. <laughs> there we go. So that is, that, that's kind of hilarious. So that is going to be four damage as I throw her up the zero-G shaft. Okay, well, I've got bad news and good news. The bad news is the damage you do from throwing is when they hit something. So if you throw someone into space, they don't take any damage. The good news is you throw her into space. <laughs> She's gone. Goodbye. So, so yeah, and she'll... Same difference. End over end. It's spinning down. There's the big central. Her reflecting in the cylinder as she like starts to zoom out into space. <laughs> um, That's the turn. So much for your master plan. Um, yeah. So, John, did you want to focus and wait for bad guys to show up, take cover, or do something else? I, I thought I already took cover. Okay, well, you are buying Brand new turn. Do you, do you want to wait for enemies to show up, or do you want to do something else? Um... Signal Corvus, Signal Corvus, please. Yeah, yeah, I, I signal Corvus. Like Corvus, we're in a we're in a tight spot right now, Corvus. <laughs> are you gonna tell him to deploy the atomic bomb? Is that what you want, Captain? Are we are we are we on a go right now? <laughs> Is it go we time? We need the ship. We need to get on it. It's the only way to be sure. Well, what do you, I say? What we you... head back to the ship and nuke the site from orbit. <laughs> so, what do you want to tell Doctor Corvus to do? Prep the missile. <laughs> Roll a d12 for me, please. Oh, boy. I gotta make sure your radio works. Yep, that's... What? It works! Your radio yeah. is like the perfect like radio. Charm. It's like the first one that I made, so... Dr. Corvus, you get an order from Lancer to prepare the missile. I've been doing... I'm preparing the missile since before they left. Well, I see... That's okay. uh, like, a message of annoyance. Like when you're like when you're a kid, your parent tells you to do something you were already doing. Clean your room! My room's clean! You can, just re- you can reply with, duh... <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, the missile is prepped, but the storage area is still closed. So you want to open the storage bag. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, because so I start... couldn't open it before, because that would give away the whole sensor game that we were playing. Right, so you start opening the bay, and that's going to take a... You know, okay, that um that was Lancer's turn. Ralph. All right, uh, I'm going to try to... rally Wally? Or I'm going to try. Gonna try to rally Wally. All right, make a roll of will and tactics. You succeed. Hey. Don't come here with me. Um, okay, and what's your second action? Do you guard? Yes. Okay, Wally will move to where you are and guard. Okay, rise of bad guys. I have bad news and I have good news. The bad news is in order to prevent myself, the uh, thermionic agent, from floating away into space, uh, I could tap my astro soak to prevent uh, such a hazard from happening to me. Unfortunately, you already did. I already did, so I soar up into space. Goodbye. Uh, I need you. Uh, uh, I I will attempt one more shot. I need you, um, Boris, uh, Boris, to roll with a bonus uh, dodge roll with a bonus two d twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a pretty far way through. <laughs> the two d twelve will come in handy. It, the shot goes wild. I know she missed a shot of the reflective cord. Uh, well, no, uh, but instead of hitting the crystals, she shoots the glucinium polish, and, um, oh, what the hell. Um, no, it just, it, it doesn't hit anybody. It's just a okay. shot the wild. And she floats <laughs> off into space. Um, uh, the, that guy who, like, shouted the warning and ducked out, somebody does appear in the hallway, and no one has focused to interrupt them. This is a space pirate 
but he's got um, his armor is sort of painted up and much more scuffed. And mm-hmm. what's more important about this is that he has a gun. Oh, no. Uh, he's going to look in the room and see, well, you're a hulking brute. Uh, Boris is a hulking brute, but Very both true. Ralph and John have weapons. Ralph, you're next to a smoking pile of machinery. I'm going to shoot Ralph. Oh, boy. Uh, Ralph, I am at short range. You could dodge and claim cover, or you could shoot. I'm going to dodge and claim cover in my guardian okay. bonus. Go ahead and roll your speed, evasion, and a bonus uh, and a bonus 2d8. <laughs> I still have that 2d8. Uh, 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 okay, I was about to say I have bad news and I have good news. The bad news is a t- uh, you know, we'd be tied, but the good news is you have cover so that we'd hit the cover. But you don't want it to hit the cover because the cover is made out of reflective glass. Yeah. Okay, there you missed. Zark. They're in the big chamber thinger, says that guy. Uh, comes out and shoots. That guy is joined uh, by a second guy uh, who is Focus, who steps out and has Focus. So he's just got a gun. Um, there are two pirates you can see a distance of 10 meters. Rise of good guys. Um, Boris, right. you're the high-ranking officer. What do you do? Uh, Ralph, what's the status on that machine? Is this terrible yet? It, it, you don't even have to ask, Ralph. It's obviously destroyed. I've all right. buzzing all the flinters, Captain. Uh, good. I am going to go ahead and try to radio control the ship over to us. I need you to make a roll of speed transport. Uh, and then I need you to roll another d12. Okay. Speed. Got my transport here. And here is the d12. Okay. Uh, uh, Dr. Corvus, when you're in the ship, suddenly the ship <laughs> lurches and starts to fly. I need you to make a roll of body and transport. Because you are in the storage bay. <laughs> One success. You do not have to fall out if you don't want to. I choose not to. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's taking flight, and I'm trying to fly it over to our uh, protrusion. Uh, beneath the ship, uh, not only is the 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 the, the rear the, the the sorry the bomb the bomb bay doors opening, uh, so you can drop this thing, but also you see a cloud of crystal dust as the ship snaps itself free. Nice. Uh, and if I have second action, I'm going to guard. That's all. Uh, I guess well, we no, one action was one action to activate the remote and another one to fly the ship. Ah, okay then. So not guarding. I'm just standing there. With well, my what cool you, video what help. You, you 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 flip up the little re, the little Waldos here in your fingers mm-hmm. and you start doing this. Yeah, exactly. So I'm standing there as a target then. Okay, good. Um, your, your cover is Ralph and John. Oh, my turn. Yeah, the two of you. Yeah, you can see there's two space pirates, both of them with guns. Can I take the one that was focused uh, and try to trick him? Sure. What do you do that's a trick? Let's kick a rock over that way to make noise like there's more of us coming to at least get him to turn his head. You want to make a noise and try to distract him. Okay, yes. go ahead. I believe that's a roll of speed and deceit, right? I think it's speed mind and deceit. If we, I'll look it up real quick. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, let somebody else go. And I'm uh-huh. just gonna, I'm just gonna open fire. I'll pick the one on the left. Okay. Um, he will return fire. Highest is six. My highest is a four. That's a hit. You'll shoot him for one point of damage. Uh, ow! He'll soak it, though. Uh, these guys are apparently hardened space veterans. Like, yeah, we're gonna have to get out of here, Captain, pretty soon. 
Uh, Ralph, you wanted to go ahead and try to distract me. Yes. It's speed mind and deceit versus air speed mind observation and questioning. All right. Uh, there's also a range penalty because I'm far away. All right. Long distance shot. You can do it. You can do it. You're successful. He loses focus and becomes confused. What? I heard a noise. Is this place falling apart? Are there more of them? All right. Okay. Um, rise of bad guy. Too much to guard, so it's yeah. all good. And, well, this uh, is fun, so you're dazed. So you guarded and did this. Yes. Ugh, crash, crash. Ah, I hate these crystals. They make me all nervous. And we'll um, see Wally took a focus turn. Okay. Um, actually, Wally's going to guard because he's worried people are going to shoot him. Uh, and he's he's already been shot today. And he's correct because the one guy who isn't confused um, is going to go ahead and aim and shoot at um, John. John, uh, Lancer, that guy, like, uh, noises, whatever. We got to get these guys out of here. They're space patrol. You space patrolmen, die. He's going to try and shoot you, John. You can either shoot him with your gun or you could dodge with a bonus 2d8. I'm going to shoot back. All right. Whoever rolls higher hits the loser. I rolled a whopping five. I rolled a seven. You're the winner. Uh, that hits the guy. Uh, you do not shatter his suit, uh, but you make him angry. Grr! He taps his pan- his frenzy soak. <laughs> Why you, zerk, zerk, zerk. And you guys do a heated exchange down the corridor. Take that, space pirate. Um... And I guess we, uh, and you're controlling the ship and Dr. Corvus is the bomb. So I guess that's the end of the heroes. Yes, Missile. that's right. Missile, not bomb. Missile, right. They'll be going out the back of the ship, not down some bomb bay door. Okay, uh, rise of bad guys. The one guy who is confused, um, is going to retreat. There's more guys down here! The space patrol's coming! We gotta do something! Um, meanwhile, the other guy who isn't confused and just got shot is going to, uh, um, you stupid space patrol bastards, I'll get you! Uh, he is going to shrug, you know, frenzy soak, he's going to go ahead and keep shooting at John. John, do you want to return fire, or do you want to dodge with a bonus 2d8? This time I will dodge. I rolled a 4. In fact, that's, you know, dodging is, you're denying me my hit, my frenzy soak recharges if I shoot you. Dodge, which is two successes, and you said another 2d8? Well, you, you win, because you have a six and I have a four. Yep. So you're... Uh, yep, you <laughs> <turned> about... <laughs> These are definitely the veteran Space Patrol guys. Okay, nobody took a focus turn, so Captain, are you still trying to pilot the ship? That's right, I'm trying to get it to the protrusion and get it down this entire shaft. You're about 20% of the way there. <laughs> Woo! Uh, since I don't need to take it out this turn, I will actually start guarding <laughs> Okay, go ahead and make a roll. Okay. Same roll as last time, plus the bonus D12. Let's take a look. Plus bonus D12. Well, sorry, extra. Oh, yeah, the extra D12. That's right. I'm just going to put it into the roll. Yeah. Uh, that is another success. All right, you're 40% of the way there. You Almost there. Dr. Corvus, as the ship is flying over the larger crystalline ship and it starts moving, you can see there's Pete, there's you know astronauts on the ship. Yeah, are starting to like look up and see that your ship is there since there's a bright atomic flume coming out of it. Uh, you're in a cargo bay that's exposed. Uh, what are you going to do with yourself? I mean, I'm just waiting for them the order to push my uh, missile out, and you know. All right, you'll go ahead, I guess, and focus. Go ahead and make a roll of mind and observation. Um, all right, back in the tube way, uh, Ralph, John, and Wally. You've still got one guy who's like not giving up. 
I'm gonna. Sh- I'm. I'm just gonna keep shooting. All right, he will return fire. Winner hits the loser. I've rolled a five. Uh-oh. Uh oh. You've rolled a seven. That's a hit. Um. Okay. Now I'm panicked. Ah! He got me. I'm hit. So yeah, you'll shoot at him several times. Sparks will fly, and he'll start waving wildly. Uh, on his turn, he'll probably flee. Uh, Ralph, uh, you gonna let him take a turn, or you do something else? Hmm. Let's let him go. I'm gonna take a focus turn. Okay. Go ahead and make a roll of mind observation. Okay, with three successes, Ralph, you can hear that you guys are in the cylinder, and you are shooting deeper down the cylinder here. But there's an access panel that's above you, and someone has been slowly unscrewing it this entire time. You're about to be ambushed from behind. Yeah, let's uh, take a uh, blow focus, take a control action on the radio to uh, warn everybody. Okay. Uh, uh, well, you can just uh, you can just warn the people who are here. Okay. Okay. So you tell everybody they're coming from above. You still have focus. And I'm going to keep it and ambush them. Okay. Um, and I believe that, and Wally also focuses. I believe that's all the heroes. Um, Rise of bad guys. Suddenly, the gate that's above you opens, revealing a space pirate. Does anyone anyone want to interrupt me before I do death from above? Well, the two people who are focusing, right? That, that, Ralph, that's you. Do you want to interrupt me? Let's do it. Okay. He jumps out and starts falling towards you, and you shoot at him. I have a five. I have a six. You shoot me. Damage plus zero, so that's one hit. He doesn't soak any of it. Oh, boy. Poor man. No. His suit doesn't break, though. He's only panicked. So you shoot him, and he's like, ah, and tumbles and falls, like, to the side of you. Are there any more? Uh, Yeah, there's another guy who's holding the grate open. Um. That's another, and you rolled three successes. There's a third guy who heard the who heard the first guy. There's another guy in the shaft. When he heard that first guy get shot, he decides to take a focus turn and not even reveal himself. <laughs> All right. Good idea. Me, uh, uh, the panicked guy is going to uh, uh, the space buggy who, who was shot earlier in panic. He's going to retreat out of line of sight. Uh, so the two of them are still down the hallway where you guys came in. Uh, it's all quiet on the Western Front. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, on the outside of the ship, uh, Dr. Corvus, I need you to make a speed and evasion roll, and you get to roll a bonus 2d12 and a bonus d8. As someone on the outside of the ship who heard that we're being invaded is taking a shot at you in the cargo bay. Is that what I noticed with shot. my roll? Oh, and yeah, you rolled how many successes? One. Yeah, you then you can see this guy shooting at you, but you're missed. I mean, they're shooting like, what the hell? There's a ship up there. Zark, zark, zark. I mean, they probably won't hit you, and they don't. It's ground fire in the ship. It'll always work. <laughs> uh, well, the good news is it missed you to range. So it, even though it's wildfire, it doesn't hit the ship. But it's they're just shooting ray guns. They probably wouldn't no, hurt it's the that ship. Judge Dredd moment from the, the first bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you cowering for? The effective range of a blah, 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 blah. Boris, the ship is 40% in position. All right, let's try getting it the rest of the way in position. All right, roll those dice. Uh, all right, Ralph. Three more successes, and it still works. Uh, three more successes. That The ship is now 100% in position. I assume you wanted to get it, so it's pointing inside the cylinder. Right, so it's parked and we can get in. Okay, so you fly. The ship starts flying in the cylinder. Everybody, get on in. All right, let's make a 
beeline for it. Uh, Ralph and John, are you running towards the ship? Yes. Yes. And uh, oh, I guess I will do it <laughs> instead of doing a guard action because we actually got it here. <laughs> Wally will break focus to run to the ship. Okay, I need you uh, to go ahead. And- actually, wait, wait, wait. I will cover Boris and Ralph because I have the jetpack, so I could just fly to the ship quicker than both of them. In theory, I mean, you can't. In theory, as long as it works. You can't fall to your I, I would have do the heroic thing and cover them. <laughs> Two successes Roll body speed and athletics. John, you stay behind to cover them. I need John to make a roll of mine. Uh, John, there's only one hostile you can see, and he's crumpled in the heap on the floor. Do you want to do mind observation and wait for anybody to show up? And you're saying, go, go, go. Or do you want to shoot the crumpled guy? Or what do you want to do? No, no. I'll just do a, a mind observation. Go, go, go. I'll, I'll protect you. Which gets okay. me one success. Yeah, one success. You start moving uh, towards the. You start running down the. As soon as you guys get to the glucinium polished cylinder, you discover that you can't. It's not metallic. It's not, sorry. It's not ferromagnetic. So your boots don't stick to it, and it's also glucinium polished. It's like the smoothest ice rink ever. Just make a zero G jump. It'll be fine. Or if you still have your astro soak, you can prevent yourself from flying off into space once. Good thing I don't have that. I'll just have to not fail. Um, I'm thinking, well, I've got some observations today. And John's saying, go, go, go. I'm going to cover you. Okay. So, um, John, uh, you have a held action. So uh, down the, uh, the corridor of the space buccaneers, a person appears. Do you shoot him? Yes. All right. Go ahead and roll your shooting dice. Oh, that's terrible. It is terrible. You are shot for your trouble. You are shot for two points of damage. I need you to roll your body die, and I need you to roll a D8 from your space suit. Uh, it's not endurance, or is it? A... Oh, and then and then yes, also roll your endurance. Yeah. And I soak both of them. Okay, but you still have to roll the suit die, which is a D8. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, that's the what the mark is. Uh, okay, good. Okay, if the suit die comes up one, your suit is whole. It is a five, so nope. it's fine for now. So you're fine. So, and you're hit, but you just like shake it off. Uh, the guy who was on the ground crumpled into a heap gets up and runs over to Lancer, brandishing his radioactive knife. Well, look, unfortunately for him, I'm much better in physical combat than I am in shooting. <laughs> okay. But that's the end of his turn because he has to move over to where you are. So uh, rise of good guys. Lancer, you're in hand-to-hand combat with a man with a radioactive knife. Do you want to shoot him? Do you want to punch him? Uh, or do you want to run away? Or do you want to do something else? Is it possible that I can throw him into the other guy? Uh, yes, if you can win a roll of body and fighting. Okay, then. Oh, no, wait. The other guy? No, the other guy's 10 meters away. No, it's not. You can't throw him that far. Okay. Can you, could I... throw him, you could throw him into the cylinder, and he might slide out into space. Then there we go. That's what we're going to try to do. All right. Well, I'll, take a cue, I'll take a cue from Boris. All right. Uh, well, you got to roll higher than my knife stab. Five. Five. So you want me to roll body. Speed and fighting. Body, speed and fighting. Pummeling, like grappling, and overbearing. Three successes. Seven, six, and five. Okay. You'll grab and throw him. Ah! And he starts to slide out into space. I literally ah. do one of those classic judo, like, you know, pivot with his body weight move. It's just a zero G. I yep. just watch him love it. I mean, first he'll spin through the air longer than he should. Then when he lands on the on the glassy sur- on the mirrored surface, he starts to slide. Uh, 
He does not slide out into space, though, because he does have Astro Soak, which he will tap when he gets to the edge and cling on to it. Man, That's I sure hope a rocket doesn't fly past my head with the retro. <laughs> I sure hope a nuke doesn't go off nearby while he's holding on for dear life. Okay, can I fly back to the ship now? <laughs> uh, you active. Uh, why don't you? Uh, what's the uh, roll for airborne? Is it D8? You got, are you going to make me look this up, Dr. Corvus? Uh, hold on, I'm on the. Aeroplane is D8, yeah. All right. First Lancer, I need you to roll a D8. In my defense, Hugo should have this written down. You're right. My apologies. Okay, you're fine. Uh, all right. You you twist the uh, nipple dials, atomic <clears throat> nipples to power, and activate this. I need you to go ahead and roll. Four arm controls. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I need you to go ahead and roll speed and transport. Two successes. Whoosh. You fly uh, off to the ship. Uh, two successes is enough to actually get to the ship because you don't have to run slick services. Is there any possibility that I can like grab Ralph and, and Boris by the scruff of their neck and no? We already ran to the ship first. We're there. <laughs> yeah, no, because you threw, you threw someone this round. Yep. So no. gotcha. No problem. <laughs> okay, you could fly to where they are and pick them up next turn. Yes, that's what I will do. Okay, so you fly to uh, you fly to Wally. Who is trailing behind? Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, if you had to choose between Ralph and Wally, everyone would be happier if you chose Wally. And you're not picking Boris up because Boris is freaking here. Go ahead and try. <laughs> However, we are in microgravity, so we, I could pick him That's up. True. I mean, <laughs> I do still have mass and between, inertia. However, b- b- between mass and weight, some other time. I got that. Uh, uh, I mean, I- I'm already being forgiving because your upgrade here is an aeroplane upgrade and you're somehow I mean, flying in space. in space. I got that. Don't worry. I'm not trying to be cheesy. Yeah, that conversation two sessions ago. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, we, yeah, we explained how reaction mass and whatnot. Well, yes, but it should be a rocket then instead of aeroplane. Well, I think we described it as a turbine, so it's pushing air back, which is still some sort of velocity generating. But there's no air in space. No, there's air in the uh, the pack. Compressed air pushing backwards. That's literally how ships do maneuver in space. Uh, well, they use rocket engines, but they don't call ships in space aeroplanes. No, That's no, I'm talking it... about adjustment thrusters for like when the uh, ship is aligning right. itself with a uh, docking. But we should rename the upgrade because the upgrade is named aeroplane. Yeah. Um, you can just change it to aerospace. So what step were we on? Uh, moving on, I need everybody to make rolls of speed and evasion with a bonus 2d12. Oh, okay. You said 2d12? I got yeah. a 10. Okay, Boris, you're shot at and barely missed. Uh, John, no one is shooting at you. Give me one moment to finish typing this up. They're all going to shoot for Ralph. The real danger. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm rolling for Wally, so I'm assuming that you're all getting in the ship and bailing out. That's right. Yes. Okay, so... Yeah, alright. So, none of you are hit by... Like, some other guys show up and start shooting at you. None of you are hit by stray gunfire. Uh, I'm not even going to roll for Dr. Corvus, who's in the ship. Right. Um, But yeah, you were shot at uh, by some stray shots. Um, You will... Uh, um, there's someone trying to hail you on the radio, but no one is in uh, the captain's chair or the pilot seat to receive radio calls. I'm about to get into it, so... And so okay. am I. I'm running straight to the pilot seat once I get on board. So you guys run to the pilot seat. Uh, is your plan to get out of here 
to return or return the radio call. Like who is flying to get out of here? Who's returning the radio call? I assume Dr. Corvus is going to like launch the missile. Yeah, yeah. launch the missile. Lancer, you get on. You get yeah. on the flight control. I'll answer the radio. Okay. All right. So the pilot needs to make a roll of speed and transport. And that's two successes. Okay. Okay, so you activate the engines and start flying out of here. As you start flying out of here, some of the protrusions that are on the ship uh, are indeed um, uh, missile batteries. And they fire a couple missiles at you, but they miss because you are too good of a pilot. Yeah. Uh, the person answering the radio needs to make a roll of speed and academics. Uh, cool. I'm definitely going to be using the chair. Oh my uh, god. And so it's 66, and do I need to also roll to activate it? Or oh hey, no, it's look at that. different breakdown. Look at that. Three sixes. Alright, so that is one, two, three, four, five successes and three sixes as I right. answer the radio. <laughs> At first, you hear the voices uh answering. Uh um, you will hear uh the familiar voice of Captain Waltoner saying, This is the uh this is the wings of Spinrad. Uh we report multiple ships in your area, assumed to be Thermion ships. It's a whole fleet. You got to get out of there. Uh, we have multiple. We have three, maybe more sightings. But as it starts to go on, your consciousness starts to swirl, and you start to see uh, more possibilities. Uh, um, you know, what happens if I do this? What happens if I go there? Somebody reposted the Rick and Morty in the chat. Um, <laughs> You like start uh, colors and there's synesthesia. You start to have different memories, and you fall into a fugue state. Oh my All god, right. reality's a lie. The captain's <laughs> last words before he goes fully comatose is, "You, there's a fleet on the way. You got to get out of here." And then you get out of here. Drooling. Colors, young saga, the three little burning eye. <laughs> it's um, colors unlike any known or seen on Earth. Thank um, God, this isn't. Look, Lovecraftian, or this would be color out of space. Nah, you got I, assume, it. Uh, I assume you wait till you get to a safe distance before you deploy the missile. Yes, but basically, well, we're 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 on we're on we're on launch. Purpose is on missile duty. Uh, I mean, to be fair, safe distance is different for everybody. Doctor Corvus, uh, some of us are less exposed to radiation than others. Are you going to? Well, you also uh, you also are shielded by glucinium polishing. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to do a safe distance and wait, or do you want to do an unsafe distance? Well, the thing is, is the missile is you know self piloting basically. All I got to do is command it to operate because it's got the brain inside of it. So, right. all I have to do is kick it out of the ship. And then, well, but are you are you telling it anything before you kick it out of the ship? Oh yeah, I'm giving a targeting telemetry to hit whatever reactor system that they've got because I want to sort of nuke into a cascade. Basically, going, the end of the tunnel where we were just were. Are you going to tell it to wait until you're at a safe, until you're you're sure you're safe, or you're just going to say go for it? I feel like I might have had not the captain's last words to be "We're surrounded, get out of there." It's like uh, you know, it's gotta go now. Fire and forget, or never fire at all. So, go, shoot. Okay, uh, I need you to roll a d12 and 66. 66. Oh, because it itself, right? Uh, well, actually, wait, for the ship, I think. Actually, wait, you didn't actually upgrade this with anything. Yeah, no, no. Because I used the uh, the brain yeah. that was not a wonder, but was oh, okay. a non gadget. Okay, well then, yeah, then roll the d12 for the. Uh, no, sorry, I don't know why I rolled that. Then we would roll the D12 for the autonomous, and then we would roll the, uh, is there a breakdown die for the atomic bomb you put in it? Uh, well, it's unstable, so I guess 
technically. Well, does unstable? I don't think unstable has a break. Does unstable have a breakdown die with it? it? Yeah, it does. Hold on. Okay, so roll that too. I guess gotta scroll up here. Unsafe is uh, unsafe is the one I meant. It has unsafe, which is breakdown of d6. Well, here I'll, I got the. Uh, I wrote that in the whole bomb. I don't need to look at everything. Uh, my breakdown oh, dice are three d6, d12. Okay, I'll go ahead and roll that then. Where are you? Something. Something. D6, 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 D12. Yeah, unsafe's actually a D8. Uh, hold on, I've got that covered as well. Don't worry about the one that I rolled. Where's it at? Oh, yeah, un unsafe is an extra D8, and if that rolls uh, a 1, uh, it goes off early. Yeah, but don't worry about that. I I've got this handle. I just got to see which soak I've got. Uh, Boffin soak. Okay, so you tap that so it doesn't go off early. Yeah, so I negate the breakdown. That That's exactly what that's for. Yeah. That's why I took it early. I think it was my Good first Good use purchase. on the explosive. Uh, it's what makes the the high-level Thermion agents dangerous because they also have it. So that's why when she's rolling 68 to shoot you, uh, if she malfunctions once, she doesn't care. But if you beat her enough, you might make her tap that. I wonder um, now that I've had this convergence of things that it's a good time to ask. Savant, can I reroll that d12? No, those aren't skill dice. Well, yeah, but if I had skill dice, I wouldn't be able to use Savant. A, a breakdown die is not... It's a separate roll, yeah. I think, is what Rafferty is. Yeah, kind of go ahead and reroll it. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it only matters because this is the literally the attack die of the, the object. Um, But technically, Savant, I don't uh, think, uh, says anything about that. Uh, Well, what's the roll to deploy a bomb? Because there's a roll to deploy a bomb. No, one of those D6s might actually be there. Uh, well... Is there, is there a, a die roll to deploy? Yeah, I think it's athletics. It's academics when you're placing them yourself and not throwing yeah, them. Yeah, and in any event, the bomb is self-directed, so your savant doesn't apply to that. Well, shit, I bomb. literally just hit enter. Okay, uh, hold on. Um, uh, you deploy the bomb. Okay, so you guys fly away. You hear the the wings of Spinning Rad say there's uh, multiple hostiles coming in. Um... Your captain is zoned out, so nobody warns the wings of Spinning Rad that you're deploying an atomic weapon. Uh, you then fire the weapon uh, at what is probably a safe distance. I'm a Martian made out of, you know, I'm a Martian robot, I don't care. Uh, and you fire that into the glucinium-polished cylinder surrounded by weird crystals, which still doesn't roll, which out of 12 dice still doesn't roll three sixes. You guys are the luckiest bastards ever. I don't know. I'll be willing to see what happened. Well, well, what happened is you fire the missile into the center of it. It would detonate. And because the glucinium polish is resistant to the atomics, uh, the atomic explosion would be vented down the cylinder. Uh, then that indeed goes into the crystals, which have limited redirecting uh, policies, which means don't look at this. I mean, John pulls down his, like, you know, chance. You still have my goggles. <laughs> I've seen the explosion 10,000 times in my head, and every time it's beautiful. So, the, yeah, so the explosion is diffracted, and it's a huge atomic explosion. Um, uh, and in theory, the ship would be able to resist that, but the explosion was kind of inside it, so it kind of ping-pongs around it. So there's going to be, like, a huge uh, fulgurating explosion that radiates... And I need your pilot to make a roll of speed, will, and transport. Speed, will, and transport? Uh, yeah, because, oh my god, what's happening? I'm so scared. Ooh, <laughs> only one success. 
You only roll one four. success. The ship is tossed around. Uh, like Wait, I can reroll this. <laughs> this is part you of my plan. One. You can. I'll roll the 1d6. <laughs> I know an atomic shockwave actually doesn't do anything Five. in space. Okay. <laughs> so the ship, is, the ship is tossed around, but it's not anything you, you can't manage. You, I believe, are a team player. Yes. Okay. I need everybody in the ship besides John to make a roll of body and transport with a bonus d12. Hold on tight. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. I can't That's believe I need my seatbelt. Well, to be fair, you're strapped in by your skull. <laughs> okay. Wally is okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you for the assist bonus. Dr. Corvus is not tossed out into space. I mean, I'd be fine in space. It doesn't bother me. Well, until the shockwave hit you. That doesn't <laughs> exist. There's going to be a lot of ship-based shockwave. Okay. So you're fine. Uh, meanwhile... <clears throat> I'm glad that wasn't Wally. <laughs> That's not Wally. No, I'm rolling for the wings of Spinrad. Oh, no. Next. Okay. Oh, no. We just bombed <laughs> Okay, so a huge atomic explosion goes off that then bounces around itself and sets off into, an, uh, I guess, a fusion reaction. I'm techno-babbling here because I know that's a fusion bomb is a fission bomb that's painted. Uh, but it is a once-in-a-lifetime unique experience, Dr. Corvus. You've never seen a, uh, a glycinium polish like that. Uh, you also theorized that your ship's glycinium polish would protect you from the radiation, and it sort of did. Only you have a lot of interesting findings. You write them down in your journal. Um, I don't know the journal. It's, uh, it's Kevin Proteus. Yeah, no, he has an internal memory. Yeah, but what I don't write anything down. Deal. Okay. But unfortunately, some of the other... Uh, you can detect from your radar that some of the other Thermion ship... Uh, there's still hostiles out there. Uh, specifically, there's at least two other ships, and the Wings of Spinrad is not responding to radio calls, and there's still two hostiles. Do you want to flee because you have a stealth ship? Do you want to try and stay to engage two hostile ships? Or, uh, by the way, your captain is down. That makes me in charge, and I and I am Buck Rogers, so I am just like, we're not leaving our wingmen. So as soon as we dodge the explosion, we swing back and try to find the, the wings of... I keep forgetting the name, but... Wings of uh, Spinrad. Yeah, wings of Spinrad to back them up. Okay, so you go someone, back, mouse, someone get on the gun. Uh, you go back to look for them and order someone to get on the gun. And by someone, I think you mean Ralph because Doctor doesn't shoot. All right. Uh, Ralph, you are on the gun. I need you to make a roll of mine observation. And I need the pilot to roll speed and transport. Wow, this is exciting. One success. Okay, uh, with one success... Um, yeah, it looks like you did an atomic uh, explosion and you fly off to where the direction you thought the wings of Spinrad would be. Ralph's got one success uh, for spotting them. Uh, you don't see any sign of the wings of Spinrad. Uh, you can go back to the debris of where uh, the, um, the mysterious pirate ship was. Uh, it's still glowing with a St. Elmo's fire uh, and the radiation detector uh, in your ship uh, you, like the little needle on it just gets pinned, so you decide to like go away. Um, um, 
This would be agreeable I, for Dr. Corvus to, you know, like someone to comment. It's like, wait, I thought the glucinium shielding keeps out radiation. It does. And that's still pinned. Uh, yeah. I, at this point, I figure I'm just going in the last known location of where so, the wings so, are. So you go ahead and start searching for them. Unfortunately, when you go to do that, uh, Ralph, you have one success. Uh, a ship of, of mysterious manufacturer, possibly a Thermion ship, does a flyby on you. Do you uh, want to return fire? Let's get on the radio. Uh, you're unfortunately you're in the cupola. You're not at the radio seat. Yep. So you can tell the captain you can see it, but I believe, do you want to return fire? It'll ask the captain because that's up to him. Well, you're shot. Charge the war. Colors. Damn it. Uh, well then. Okay. Your ship is raked with fire. I need um, uh, the pilot to make a roll of speed and transport. Three successes. Uh, I need you... You have sixes, and I have sixes. Um, Could we count the uh, polishing as quote-unquote cover? You know, I'm gonna say yes. You can. Uh, The shots hit your ship, but bounce off, because they are shooting you with atomic rays. Uh, Ralph asked if you want him to return fire. What do you say, Captain? Yeah, open fire. We gotta find our we gotta find our wingman and get the hell out of here. I need All you right. to make a, a roll of speed, mind, and shooting. May I aim first? Uh, no, because you asked the captain for permission. That is immense. As that one ship does a uh, strafing on you. Uh, the radar shows another ship is moving into range. Um, so it's this turn you will probably have to engage two ships. Um. Back to John Lancer. John, you're the captain. Do you want to evade? Do you want to flee? Do you want to uh, go offensive? Um, and there's no sign of the wings of... of With God. only one success, no. But you are... Uh, it could be beyond Sinope, the moon. Also, don't forget there's the ring over there. It could have been knocked into the ring. If it's knocked into the ring, you'd have to do a close scan to find it. And that ring is huge. 700 Earths. Oh, and of course you have Dr. Corvus, who's in no position at all. I am. I'm in storage. Oh, so, all right. Storage? Dr. Oh. Corvus, Dr. I need Corvus you. is closing the... <laughs> Close the cargo bay, get on the sensor, and find the wings of... I can't remember that stupid name for the life wings of me. Finrad. Sorry. Finrad. Sorry. I'm going to write that down now. All right. Uh, another 10 minutes. Yeah, These are real slow minutes. doors. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so yeah, yeah, you'll have to wait until the door is closed, which is going to be like another turn. You don't want all this uh, radiation seeping in. Okay, I uh, so yeah, so um, uh, do you want to flee the area? Do you want to engage? Uh, I guess we're going to take evasive maneuvers and head towards the rings. Okay, uh, you will take evasive maneuvers, make a roll of speed in transport. I'm not going to give your gunner any bonuses for that. Uh, Ralph, what is your highest transport die? D8. Okay. All of your attack dice are capped at D8. If you want to shoot, you can aim before you do it, but all of your dice are capped at D8. Very low. Two successes. Uh, you make good time. Um, Ralph, do you want to shoot? Yes, aim all and right. shoot this time. They will counterattack with their own atomic ray guns. Uh, I've rolled an eight. As did I. We hit each other. Uh, simultaneous hit. You can't claim cover in a simultaneous hit, so we're both hit. Uh, your ship is hit for two points of damage. Let me go ahead and roll its soak. Uh, your ship soaks it. Cool. Uh, their ship also soaks it. So you'll shoot each other. And you start heading into the rings. So you're going to go ahead and start looking for the spin rat. Uh, so um, 
and you want to evade them, you have two successes. Uh, they do not pursue you into the... Uh, oh, sorry, there's another... There's a second ship. So I should do the second ship's fire. The second ship shoots at you, and you are evading. So I need you to make a roll of speed and transport, and we give you a bonus d12 to range. Speed, so that's, transport. Uh, and I'm just going to add the d12 yeah. here. One, d12. Wow, they're rolling good in the shooting. I roll a uh, seven, a eight, and a, two eights and a seven. We have a tie, but as I said earlier, I let your glycinium shielding count as cover. Uh, and it holds. That's good. Uh, you will zoom into the rings. They pursue you for a little bit, but eventually they break off. Um, Dr. Corvus, they have you on the scanner. I'd like you to make a roll of mind and observation. Do you have anything that helps you find missing spaceships? Uh, nothing that works in our radiation-rich environment now, no. No. And unfortunately, uh, Boris is still plugged into the machine. You're a little worried that if you unplug him, it might you know, melt his brain. Yeah, I'm getting nervous of the fact that his left eye keeps uh... twitching. And it seems to be drooling. Yeah, drool- my brain anyway. Really, I'd be more be concerned drool- that his left eye hasn't closed. <laughs> Boris is in the altered states. You guys ever seen altered states or brainstorm? Brainstorm is better. That's got Christopher Walken in it in one of his early roles. Oh yeah. So yeah, only no, one. Success. I'm just seeing the entire cosmic cosmos at once in a coma. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. What? Shit. What? What is the one where he goes on like a cosmic journey in his head? And nobody knows if he... Is that the right one? Okay. I, it didn't occur to me until you were describing it. It's like, wait a second. There is a movie where he's he has that, like, journey and everyone thinks he's just fucking crazy. Well, there's altered states where the guy, like, devolves and stuff. But anyway... No, no, one... not talking about that one. I'm talking about the... Because it's all, like, Pink Floyd music video when he's, like, out in yeah. the universe. That's Brainstorm. Uh, one of It's got some impressive optical effects. With one success, you don't see any immediate sign of the wings of Spinrad. Uh, uh, it might, uh, the atomic radiation plus the bizarre back wave of the explosion. No one's ever detonated a uh, experimental volatile explosive inside a polished cylinder next to an unknown crystalline element before. This could be anything. I think I got a future in the uh, R&D department of, uh, you know, weapons development. So uh, I think this is an excellent cliffhanger to end today's adventure on. I can't wait for you to submit your report to Captain Proteus. <laughs> Sorry, sir. We had to go weapons hot on this one. <laughs> um, yeah, so the wings of spin router mystery. You, uh, you observed that the device uh, is changed into something else, but you're not exactly sure what, uh, and you discovered a thermion agent. Uh, so um, I just assumed it wasn't operable anymore uh but what, what did you transform it into Scrap. Uh, that, slag i think is the word uh but what kind of slag because you know uh, depleted depleted uranium is technically slag sure sir so now what you're saying is that before they had a super weapon that fired a very complex beam and now they have a depleted uranium shell for space orbital drops um if it's hollow you could put an engine in it yeah but it, you wouldn't want it to be hollow You'd want it to fill up something so it has an added mass so that when you drop it from space, it does, you know. Also true. Um, like yeah, a tungsten so shell from orbit. I think this is awesome, kind of astounding science, big science adventure. So uh, I think uh, that is actually a good note. So uh, let's go ahead and remind us who our heroes are. Boris, what was your motto? Uh, my motto is let nobody hold you back. Not even, yeah. Not even guardrails on your space station. 
Uh, that's definitely experience point for you. Uh, Dr. Corvus. Eureka. Eureka. That's definitely a huge Eureka moment. So that's one XP for you. Ralph. When the door closes, open a window. Break a window. Uh, someone did break a window and you broke them. So that's a point for you. And John Lancer. Never give up. Never surrender. I like the way you think. So everybody gets an experience point for rereading their mottos. Uh, next, we'll go ahead and have the debriefing. So I've got some notes for me where I think I need to do some more like notes on what we call a wondrous invention or something like that. Uh, this was the the test for it. Um, uh, what do you, do you think this is going to work? That we just uh, uh, the weirdo inventions have a chance to have bizarre backfires. I like uh, it. I definitely like it. It definitely harkens back to the uh, rest of the occult horror kind of stuff, where you have the sixty-six soaks and something terrible could happen or something like that. And I love that stuff. So it's yeah, so definitely I added it. We were we were all waiting to see what the complication was, and so yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking what we um, currently in the urban jungle rules. Uh, well, I guess you can take improved trait multiple times. We don't let people take gifts. I'm thinking maybe we should let people take Astro Soak multiple times because Astro Soak is pretty wimpy when it comes to soaks. It's only one point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, spending all your points on Astro Soaks isn't really going to help you. And that would solve the problem that Star Child doesn't get Astro Soak. So if we just let Star Child get Astro Soak, then you can start with like, you know, you might stack Astro Soak with Astro Pirate and get two Astro Soaks. But who cares, right? I mean, you know, right. it's like two points of soak. That's so I I think we'll do that, and that way Star Child will start with Astro Soak until you'll actually have it. Because that right. came up last session, and I think you, you got a good point. Yeah, and then I won't like fly off into space like everyone else did here. Uh, well, Astro Soak was a late addition because I was mm -hmm. musing over... Because um, it's a no... Like, you right, want so this is a second path idea. Yeah, you want to have these like space hazards. Like, if you fail a spacewalk, you fly off into space or get flung into space. You want that to feel dangerous, but on the other hand, if it's fail one roll and die instantly, that's no fun. So a lot of games will nerf that and say, well, fail one roll and die instantly. Obviously, I can't make it that way. I'll just lie about that. But now we've taken away the fatality. If you can't mm -hmm. die, it's not dangerous. And so Astro Soak is the compromise behind that of you're a trained spaceman. Like I like when we were on the space uh, Ganymede station and Ralph, who is not a spacer, you know, could have been seriously injured when the airlock blew out. But that works better for Ralph, who's not a spacer, as opposed to Boris, who's supposed to be. Right, so. where I'm used to these kind of dangers, so I just tap them and go, hey, yeah, I've been here before. Right, and that is how Boffin Soak's supposed to work, the way uh, Dr. Corvus demonstrated it, where he can get out of one breakdown free. Some of the NPCs have that, so, yeah. um, of course, if you, if you want somebody's devices to break down, just punch them repeatedly. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a very interesting kind of train of thought coming out of these uh, specific soaps between like uh, Boffin and Astro, where you could specialize in your particular type of danger. I am. Uh, yeah, that was uh, something that that was hinted at in some earlier games, and because uh, mm -hmm. it was kind of hinted at where, like, if you play a game like Dungeons and Dragons, when you level up, you get more hit points. So I'm a wizard. Right. I read more books, and now I can fall eighty feet and survive. Um, you know, and take three stabs to the face. Uh, it, it's um. You know, so on the one theory, it's the more you level up, the more hit points you have. We had wanted to make a system a long time ago, which was like, well, what if we did the opposite of this to instead of like the penalties? Because you know, I'm not a big fan of that. Right. Uh, like game systems that say, well, okay, I've taken 15 points of damage, so I have a minus three to everything I do. Well, that's no fun because I have to remember I have minus three to everything. And also now everything I do sucks. So people just don't want to get hurt at all. 
Um, whereas this, I think, feels a little more organic, where it's um, I'm better at space stuff. If I get hurt, I can lose this. But it's also like you're tapping it to lose it. Like you feel like I'm getting out of this danger. Uh, that, that you feel like I'm skilled at being in space where I'm skilled with gadgets, so I'm tapping this to get rid of this. So, right. yeah, I, I think uh, um, that's what we wanted to go for. Mm-hmm. So that's why Dr. Corvus isn't that worried about the first failure. He's worried about the second failure. Uh, I don't think we'll let you buy multiple Boffin soaks because I think it takes the fun out of it. But I think multiple Astro soaks, I think, is I mean, I also have the tester soak, so I get injured by my own thing. That's being a little loop. Uh, well, tester soak doesn't uh, um, uh, prevent a breakdown. No, but I mean, it is its own. It has its own inner life. Sorry. It recharges whenever you experience a breakdown. Yeah, which adds which, to the which, other thing, which is a little surreal. But it was it, it's that was put in there to encourage you to get breakdowns. Um, so um, uh, that's part of the fun. So all right, and any questions? I mean, I know we have to write down more of the space combat stuff, but hopefully, the space combat's feeling exciting without being uh, uh, too abstract. Right. So far, it, it's simple and makes sense enough. It, it basically is the same as a normal combat round. You shoot, you shoot back, or you dodge. Well, we have to make people choose positions in the ship for stuff to mm-hmm. do, which I think right. uh, um, helps solidify that. And you notice, like, when I have to do action orders, I'll often do it in rank order, because I, I think that makes it feel more like uh, a uh, something paramilitary or whatever, where the captain mm-hmm. gives their orders and then people can respond. Right. Okay. Any other questions about how stuff was going? No, I'm good. it was pretty fun this time around. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I um, uh, I can't wait for Captain Proteus to come back. I love it when you like. So you guys like nukes? You met a new civilization and set off the a biggest nuke in their sky <laughs> in the history of anything. Um, I'd say we're going to endeavor, sir. Don't want you. Yep. And if Boris wants to buy psychic powers after this, you've got an excuse now. Oh boy, psychic powers! Maybe I'll go do that. Um, I mean, the book does mention. Uh, I am one experience off of being a thing it, to be able, so it's yeah. good. Yep. Now, Doctor Corvus is an alien horror. You've got alien soak. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I, I'm a mix. I was literally thinking about getting the uh, the magnetic one too, so it's kind of ironic that that came up. I was naval because I oh, chose yeah, Savant menu. over it. Mm-hmm. Savant um, didn't even come into yeah. play. So yeah, if it's the end of a chapter, that's an extra experience, and I'll be able to pop that, and that'd be funny. Okay, well, um, yeah, sure, we'll give everybody an extra experience, but everybody got three. So right down, you got three. Yeah, there we go. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, you went to the station, and you blew the thing up. Yeah, I dealt with the total conversion weapon. I dealt with uh-huh. it. We dealt with it, I mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you guys dealt with it. I need you to choose carefully. I'm not talking about Dr. Corvus. Okay, but I'm going to give you the gift. All of you get this gift. Insider with the Saturnians. Ooh. It gives you a bonus D12 when you have to deal with the Saturnians. So the you might still have to do. What, you mean like explaining a war crime? I'm good. I'll sell it back. <laughs> Dr. Corvus doesn't have to explain anything to anybody. <laughs> Look, I am counting on the Flash Gordon version of Operation Paperclip to save me. I just got done watching The Imitation Game. Uh, wow, that, that's a good movie. Um, I'm always a big fan of uh, of um, early stuff. Uh, any other questions or stuff? Or I'm good. Uh, I'm excited well, for like... this. Oh, no, I do have one. Uh, on the psychic power suggestion, would you suggest just popping Urban Jungle, or do you actually uh, did you make a, a 
science one. No, I mean, we, we, I would go to a cult horror <laughs> and use that stuff. I mean, like, okay. okay. Like, yes, you may that'll notice, be a bit of exploring. Though. Did any of you guys notice the Scientology references I was dropping? Uh, no, no, the other thing that I noticed was the Planet X. There's a strange guy there. Maybe use your occult horror book to describe him a bit. Yeah, you can you can use uh I, I would use the powers that are in occult horror, but basically like I mean where are the flying B fifty two bombers, so uh, um the stuff that's in occult horror, such as extrasensory perception and clairvoyance, is like inspired by the weirdo occult science of the twenties and thirties. Yeah. Now since we're in pulp science of like the forties and the fifties, you know, like they they didn't wanna they wanted to they they kept trying to wrap more and more pseudoscience labels around it. So they didn't want, yeah, that's why they use phrases like remote viewing and psychokinetic energy, because that sounds more like science and less like, you know, let's pierce the veil of Maya, um, you know, uh, and summon our Brahmin to actualize. It sounds less, you know, spiritual and more scientific. I loved the book Mm -hmm. uh, Galactic Journey, which is supposed to be a real account of somebody doing the TM, uh, Transcendental Meditation version of remote viewing. Where they view aliens and greys and Jesus and Buddha and the Galactic Council. Yeah, so we're looking more at like Dune than like you know a cult film or something. Well, Dune, Dune, and, and <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. Dune, ha- Dune, and Scientology uh, have the same theory, which is that you could advance psychology to the point where you could effectively read people's minds because you. Uh, you know, you could read their body. You could just read their body language so well, you know what they're thinking. Yeah, you know and that then, uh, TV show, Lie to Me. Lie to Me, and then your psychology would be so good that you could just, you know, you know exactly after you met someone what to say to totally convince them of anything you wanted. Uh, I mean, that's like, and you know, we're getting anime levels of I know exactly what card you're going to do because I can I memorize. Yeah, well, game. I mean, in the in the Dune defense, I mean, there was also like the fact that there was no artificial intelligence or computers, so people were literally becoming human they had, they had brain a, brain mm-hmm. computer. So there was at least a setup of like people have been training their mental discipline to the point where they could do things like this, where we could right. And um, I mean. I'm not dismissing that. That's a conceit of the setting. Usually when you run into, uh, uh, after Dungeons and Dragons and a bunch of other stuff started coming out, psychic power started to turn into me beating energy from my brain. Well, uh, as someone from the AD&D world, like psychic psy- psionics ended up being really like a dirty word because people were like, what is that, an alternate magic system? And people who were into psionics were like, no, this isn't like magic at all. It's mental energy. And it was like, yeah, it's just spells. Well, it is an alternate. Spells. It is an alternate because magic was killing the world of Dark Sun. So that's why they use psionics. Yeah. Well, no, I've been talking about in the classic like Faerun standard Dungeons and Dragons well, I, world. I well, that was launched in Dark Sun, though. And I want to back up even further than that. There were science fiction editors like Joseph Campbell who started calling it psionics because that sounds better than magic because it's a different word. So it's, it's it, you know it's, it's like when yeah. you get to anime sounds scientific. Yeah, when they start like you know, well, it's not Eureka Seven. What is that show with the altars? I don't know. You're always watching anime, and it's always like Alter or Rhino Sapien or oh, Esper. Because or... Eureka Seven was a mecha anime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gundam yeah, so Wing has Eureka new 7. types, which I think we've gone over before. Yeah, new type. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, new types do have like uh, like a little bit of uh, precognition and other weird stuff. Right. But um, right, and and so they were just using that. I mean, if you guys really wanted to buy psychic powers. This is, you know, we've playtested enough of the game that I'm convinced it works. 
So if you wanted to get weird and I mean, there's no reason we can't mix the occult stuff with this. And especially I'm a big fan of the Lensman series, which have you guys ever read Lensman? It is crazy. Sorry, I was thinking Lensman of Gore. I was just combining two things together that don't exist. No, wait, uh, Lensman it... of Gore does exist. What am I talking about? Oh, God, I don't even want it. But like, Lensman is is like, you know, Dragon Ball levels of power ridiculousness. It's it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Property. Yeah. If I were to, say, sell back or retrain this insider, not an insider, but it, it is insider, isn't it? Okay. Sell back the insider we just caught with a total of 8 XP by 2 marks in shooting. Now, would okay. that let me use my favorite brace of pistols? Or... Sure. Okay. You, you, you could say your favorite was shooting both of these pistols. Okay. And you could be a two-gun kid. Hmm. That's Tarnsman of Gore, not Lensman. That's what I said. I, was, I just looked it up. It's like, oh, no, I'm remembering. Maybe I do remember Lensman, but I just mixed it up with Gore in my head. That's funny that you mentioned that because Gore takes place on a counter-Earth, on an Earth that's the opposite. Yes, it does. <laughs> with alien priest kings and almost yeah. Wookie, Wookiees meet critters type space aliens as well. Yep, oh, there's a uh, um, uh, counter-Earth Supreme Bot. As I always like to point out, uh, the entire Avengers Infinity War originally comes from a counter-Earth in the comic books. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, that guess- was fun. So mm-hmm. eventually, Astounding Science will be out. Uh, we're assembling it. As you can see, it's a lot of fun. And so we'll have that assembled. Uh, it is already when we're recording this uh the first week of december so we've got iron claw book of corals this game and vital hearts um so i have a lot of work to do um but uh we're getting there guys we're getting there and we're gonna have some exciting stuff uh next year uh anything else we want to hype what's coming on at six nothing today Uh, today? unfortunately nothing today It, it it's it's free reading time just sit down and you know read your own book in unstructured time yeah uh, anything else you want to hype? Not yet. Ah. Okay. My brain is failing, so unfortunately not. Well, it, no it, it's, <laughs> it's twitch.tv slash Rackdisk. We'll replay like really cool games and um, original. So yeah, remember um, to like, subscribe, hit the follow button, uh, send a gift sub, and uh, post us on social media, and then take us to your YouTubes. And <laughs> yes. Subscribe. All the streaming media. So thanks, uh, everybody, for coming and watching us work through this. Uh, SanguineGames.com. Come check us out. And thanks.